We both lie silently still in the dead of the night Although we both lie close together We feel miles apart inside Was it something I said or something I did? Did my words not come out right? Though I tried not to hurt you Though I tried But I guess that's why they say Every rose has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy Sings a sad, sad song Every rose has its thorn Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk at our new time slot. New time. Monday. You weren't introduced yet. I know. Well, neither were you. I'm always, <laughs> I'm, I'm introduced as always. But I was introduced. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk on our new time slot, 7.30ish to 10.30ish on Mondays. Um, on PPRN. And we will be moving our time slot. <laughs> um, Yes, on the PPRN Radio Network. Um, I am your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I am joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Nip. Nat King Souls. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's good, because there's a lot of Nats <laughs> fruit flies in the in the studio today. And the Red Baron. Yeah. So, yeah, we're here uh, from 7.30-ish to 10.30-ish. We're following the PPRN, uh, the Peter Pino Show format. Um, so that means... 7.30-ish to 10.30-ish, three-hour shows, three nights a week. <laughs> you wait for our Thursday night podcast. 
<laughs> Double dipping. We just re-air Getting thirsty show. with Thursdays. <laughs> it's just like GSWD, no sports, all drinking. <laughs> There's funnels, beer bongs, all kinds of stuff. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm listening. Now, you were I'm looking listening. at me like you were going to argue with me that like a no. beer bong and a funnel were the same thing? I'm listening. Because I was about to get really heated if that was the argument we were starting off with. And we with. have to funnel the private stock. Wow. Thanks. Yes, the private stock has made a return now that there are more than two people talking on the show <laughs> for the first time in what seems like years. Uh, I, it's in a Sprite bottle, Kyle's favorite soda. I can only imagine that he didn't that he bought that soda, dumped it out, and then poured the private stock in it. Correct. That's what I figured. <laughs> I tried to drink some of it, but then I handed it to Kyle, and then it was on the ground. <laughs> um, Fuck you, Sprite. The better of Mountain Dew. <laughs> you can go right in hell. Already there, Kyle. That broke my heart. Already there. Oh, uh, we got an interesting. No we got an interesting show. Uh, the today's format is brought to you by the letter S <laughs> for souls. Nat King Souls is in the house. Um, that's a good nickname. <laughs> it is. That's, so that's really good. That's probably the Usually, best anytime you come up with your own nickname, it's terrible. Yeah, but that's, that's a good one. Uh, that one was good. What was last week's? I don't remember. Captain El Fuego oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> no, no, it was General El Fuego. General you're, El Fuego. you're, you're Captain Machine. <laughs> um, General El Fuego. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so Solstice Forum, we've got a lot of stuff to cover, so we're going to get into it. So we'll start off with, uh, 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 uh yep, <laughs> starting lineup. Yeah, um, bears. So I, I already started drinking a bush, <laughs> but that was because there was chewing tobacco in my mouth, and I needed a rinser, and it was the closest thing other than my own <laughs> urine. <laughs> so after I slam the rest of this bush, I will be drinking a Two Roads Workers Stomp. If you are familiar with Two Roads, they'd make a Workers Comp. It's very good. Which is a Saison farmhouse ale. Can you say that for me again? Comp. Saison. Saison. Yeah. This is a barrel-aged Saison. So and it's corked. <laughs> it's corked, too, so we might, get a, we might get a good cork sound. We also might get a lot of foam. Be ready. Be ready. Red Baron, what are you fueling up with today? From Prime stock. <laughs> Come on, we've spent a long time. Someone, <laughs> someone had to work one in I, early. I didn't know why you were saying it. <laughs> I was like, well, what happened? <laughs> From Industrial Arts Brewing oh my Company. God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Uh, in New York, I have Wrench. It's an IPA. Very exciting. In my opinion, in my opinion, not a big IPA drinker. Best IPA on the market. I went better than Sip, better than Captain's Daughter, better than anything from like Kinsman, any, all those breweries. Better, I, I think it's better than Julius. It is really good. It is. It I is went orange, right? with a, a, the Riddler's help, and I dropped a couple on a bunch of beers for upcoming shows. So, one couple of what you make it like you said it. You said it like it was a couple hundred, but, but it, it wasn't even a hundred. But it was more than a couple dollars. It was seventy dollars, seventy-eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a Yikes. the private sack has a little bit of everything in it. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be a rough day for all of us, mm-hmm. especially Mark when hour two comes. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> I have from Counterweight here in uh, Hamden, Connecticut, the Headway IPA. Oh, we're starting a new thing, by the way. What's that? Starting today, for the rest of the year, everyone has to drink a different beer every show, something they've never had on the show. We need more variety. Okay. So, Souls, <laughs> stop putting on other people to buy your beer. <laughs> um, I didn't. I bought them dinner. That's why I did it. For, for the single beer you got. But we do a lot of repeats. We got more. We need more variety. I never had Bex, so. Yes, you have. <laughs> Is it a non-alcoholic? <laughs> nah, that'd be hilarious. Nah, I said that joke to Kendall earlier. 
Or it's a tall boy, too. It would be ridiculous if they made a, a tall boy. They do. Non- they do they do. really? They Why? make 22-ounce bottles of non-alcoholic beer. How sure are we that it's a, not a non-alcoholic? Uh, we have to double check, but I, I was <laughs> how, how sure are we that it's a positive alcohol? Because <laughs> two negatives make a positive. Private stock. Man, rolling, rolling with it right rolling now. Rolling in the All right, what do you got, Souls? What's your, what's your beer? I got from Victory. <laughs> Fice beer. Fest beer. Fest beer. <laughs> For fierce. <laughs> beer, you don't have beer. to private stock that. You're a very inexperienced beer drinker. Fight milk. <laughs> not Fight a, like a crow. Not endorsed, but Victory Beer is sold by my company. <laughs> Prescom Barton. Um, Fest beer. So before we drink, well, that's fine. The bush <laughs> is okay. Um, it's like an appetizer cons- yeah, beer. Con- consider those like, like bullpen throws. Um, <laughs> everyone needs their toast to excellence. I will go first. My toast to excellence is very emotional. And I, I teared up watching it, but to Derrick Rose for dropping 50 points, career high. I mean, the guy just, he's been through the ringer so many times. You know, he, he, you know there's always been, there's an argument that's been floating around that prime D. Rose is better than Westbrook and Curry, D, you know, that D. Rose would have been the greatest. And that's all hearsay, you know, obviously we can't prove it. But, uh, I mean, that guy just, you talk about someone that, Really plays with a lot of heart. I mean, he, he plays because he loves it. He plays because he loves it. Can and I tell it, you, after that game happened, me and Kyle are on the phone. I said, you want to bet money that Derrick Rose is Paul's toast to excellence? He goes, uh, nope. <laughs> well, let me just tell you this. Those jerseys they were wearing that night, General Fuego agrees. <laughs> I actually wore my Derrick Rose jersey the next day under my work shirt. The black one? No, the red one. Black wolf jersey. What? That's the what they're wearing. That's not even a private stock. Just go dunk your head in the toilet. First of all, the black wolf jerseys are very pretty. Very pretty. Toast of excellence to the throwback jersey king? Yes. Actually, I have a, a bunch. Uh, a bunch? You can't just list them all. Oh, I'm going to list them all. Whose jersey are you wearing today? Uh, Eddie Royal. Uh, when he was on the Broncos? Edward. Edward Royal. Edward Royal. The, the second? Senior. First, first. Senior. Senior. Uh, my first toast is to the Riddler in fantasy, having a monster performance. <laughs> Basically, every... You know, super like blow up thing that could have happened happened. The Bears. I scored over two hundred points with two people scoring less than five. <laughs> there was a period of time in our matchup I was down by a hundred. <laughs> I think you lost by a hundred. You lost by more than a hundred. Yeah. Because uh, you finished with like seventy something. I had like two ten. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like seventy eight. Well, exi- like Michael Thomas put up sixty. The Bears defense put up thirty four. So there's Ben the, put up thirty. Beating Kendall. Yep. The the Ben put up thirty. Um, was that the highest scored this year? I don't think so. No? Yeah, 210 was. I, 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 I don't know. A lot of people broke 200, but it was like 204. I've broken 200 three times so far this yeah. year. So I, I, I'm fairly confident. I'm comfortably sitting in sixth place with the most points scored. <laughs> I'm having a very Jeff Martin year. <laughs> um, my second is to Michael Thomas uh, with the amazing day, 200 some yards. But celebrating with the, the throwback Joe Horn invitation. Shout my, out, J-Mart. My dad was furious when it happened. Uh, because he's like, oh, this celebrating, blah, blah, blah. But I thought it was hilarious because it was so perfect. It was the flip phone. He put up against the helmet. He was doing the, he's like smashing the, the buttons. Do you see Do you see the interview afterwards when he was like, we had to get here early and I had to go to a liquor store to buy flip phones? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's awesome. It's in the South. You can buy children at liquor stores. <laughs> uh, Chris Johnson retiring after a very exciting career. Wouldn't say exciting, but okay. Exciting time in Tennessee. He was a two thousand yard rusher. Yeah, then he sucked immediately. You know, he, he was exciting in Tennessee. Playing? Well, no, he was a free agent, but oh. he just hung it up. I was gonna say, where is he playing? Baltimore needs him. 
a lot of teams need him. Well, need a running back. Maybe not him, but and, continue. Uh, and lastly, uh, Mr. John Toes uh, for, uh, I guess it's three, 300 goals there. Mr. John Toes from the, the Blackhawks. So. Muck. My toast, my toast is going to the New Orleans Saints. Jeff is going to be mad when he listens back. A lot of Saints love here. Uh, they beat the undefeated Rams. I mean, that, that game was a lot of fun to watch. And, uh, you know, it came down to the end. I enjoyed it. So, good job, Saints. My toast of excellence goes out to uh, Nick Mullins. <laughs> Undrafted free agent. Sure that's his name, Kyle? Yes, it is his name. I fucked up last night. Kyle was writing it. the uh, reviews of the games, and he wrote Chris Mullins. Oh, who I should have left it. Was a point guard <laughs> nah, in the, I it the 80s or 80s and 90s for the Warriors. <laughs> who, who corrected it? Me. Himself. Uh. But I, I was looking at. It, I was like, "Why did you?" And he was like, uh, "It's it's Nick." And I was like, "You wrote Chris, didn't you?" He goes, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, torch the Raiders. I know it's not hard, but for here's the deal. Here's the deal. It's still hard. It doesn't matter how bad their defense is. They're still all NFL athletes. Yeah. They're still good people, good players, not good people, good players. Them's <laughs> um, good people. <laughs> they're still excellent players. And at the end of the day, you're a third string quarterback that, if things didn't go down the way they did, probably would have never seen an NFL snap. Not easy what he did. No. Very impressive, though. Very he impressive. will be on Kendall's team soon. Did you hear the Jamarcus <laughs> Russell story? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was the funniest thing of the week. The best week. part is all the pictures they showed of him were him yawning during stretches. Did you see the thing? They were sending him blank tapes, right? They were sending him home with blank tapes, and he'd come back the next day and be like, I watched the Blitz package. <laughs> That's perfect. That's like the ultimate so lazy. The GM had to have been pissed hearing that. Like, we just gave this guy so much money. Yeah. Oh, well. All right, toast this him. Is, this is Jeff's like dream show. We're all praising the Saints, <laughs> talking about Jamarcus Russell. Ooh, Lasting Millage is next. I like the little, the little smoke. <laughs> smoke. <laughs> I knew it was coming. coming. <laughs> I looked. I thought Kendall was gonna do it, but he was taking a sip. Smoke. This is, is really good. Is smoking yet? That's why I brought the bush. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> Want to try that? Nope. Oh man, the oh man, the this, is like, are this, is, me. this might be like the <laughs> best, the best worst beer I've ever had in my life. Yeah, <laughs> this is probably the worst beer I've ever had. I appreciate the thought. No, he said the same thing about the hams last week. You ever had <laughs> Welch's white grape juice? Yes. It's exactly what it tastes like. <laughs> like I could literally down this right now in thirty seconds. Do it. Nah. Seven and a half percent might not. <laughs> Kyle will drive you home. All right. I might be hammered to do that. Shout out, Dad. <laughs> I might be hammered <laughs> to be do that. All right, uh, I'm going to shoot this cork into the, the... Are we Facebook? No, we're not. I'm going to shoot this cork in one of the tall uh, glasses over there. If I make it, it's an around the horn. If I miss, it's a reverse around the horn. All right, here we go. All right, reverse Andy around the horn. It. That's fine. <laughs> reverse around the horn, I'll do it. I'll do it. That means Mako's last. Everyone backwash. Oh, no. <laughs> Try to catch some fruit flies in there. <laughs> 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 Rebecca's in on this, too. Yes, you are. Yeah, you backed out of the last one. Come on. You're not Come sick on, anymore. Teach. Come on, Miss Sanderson. Wait, you always say you want to be part of the show. We're going to pot her up. You're going right to be part of the show. Here. You're going to be part of the bad parts of the show. Oh, God, the Nets. Here you are. Come on. You're in, in the fantasy like league. Come on. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Just spill it all over your laptop there. Speaking of fantasy league, I know Kendall is abysmal in our friend league, but in, the good in every league I'm playing. Kendall, <laughs> Kendall's like 500 points behind Jeff. Like, it goes Jeff. 
Mark's like 12 points behind me him. Me and Jeff been going back and forth. And then it's me and Kyle are like 100. <laughs> and then Rebecca's like 150. And then Kendall is just... Like, I don't think Kendall's even reached 1,000 points yet. My goal is to sneak into the fifth place spot before the end of the season. Just beat Rebecca by like a point. What you should do is, is you should tell me when you... Like the last few weeks, I'll go in there right before game time and bench all our players. He's <laughs> got a cat. I, can, like, also, um, I'll ask off air. Okay. But the listeners are curious now. Why, why was Jeff given that extra pick right before the last game? He wasn't. He picked Jared Cook like three weeks ago, and I, I added him, but it timed out, and it didn't add him. Okay. He picked Jared. So I, I was like, wait a minute. Jer- <laughs> J- Jared Cook was his last pick. Because that was the case. Because I didn't have a defense two weeks ago. <laughs> no, it was his last pick of it was his last pick of week four, and I went to add it, but I, whatever internet we were on here, it must have just timed out. I was gonna say he snaked away Mahomes. Because Kyle's an idiot and realized the Titans and Chargers were both playing in London that week. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going to have to eat a zero. Kicker? On my def- no, I have two kickers because oh. Zerline got hurt, but my defense buy is coming up. Oh, I have no backup defense or backup no. kicker. So. <laughs> but I do have Chris Gregg and Charles Clay. Who got hurt? Yeah. When you drink that, who, I want to... Who got hurt? Charles Clay. Charles Clay, yeah. I was going to say, what did he, Craig he's, play? He's never played. Um, Let me tell know, you something, though. In Madden, the guy is terrific. He's ab- How many times have we thrown clutch p- passes to Greg? Private stock tastes like basement. <laughs> Ooh, it's got a good, got a good burn on it. Yeah. Kyle, did you just say around the horn again? Around the horn. Listen. No, I'm just kidding. We'll see if it, we're, we're going to see a lot about? of funny hey, faces from Mock in the second hour. What about an around the horn from the thing you brought, Mock? Oh, oh no, that that was just an emergency. An we emergency. could save that for another day. Oh man, I was looking forward to. You can try it. If you want. Uh, <laughs> that was just a funny purchase. What are you, why are you saying, like, why is everyone saying, ugh, like, we've all had Patron Cafe. That's what that is. I'm just going to go out and say, yeah, though. Patron is, like, a good tequila. It's not. <laughs> this private stock is better than my beer. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, should have got you the oyster beer. All right. You guys want an NFL question? <laughs> yeah, we should start the... Uh, pri- oh, yeah, <laughs> trivia. I actually had one, but I forgot it. <laughs> be just a moment. Well, who owed the last one? It doesn't matter. Everyone. Do <laughs> so you know how many shots you and Mock would owe if we really wanted to start doing this? A well, lot. Jeff's got to drink that whole I was going to say, Jeff owes more. <laughs> you both owe a lot. Yeah. Well, no, because remember, it's private stock for leaving the show while it's on or not being here at all. So the shows you were here, most of them you left. Next oh, week, no. Next Listen, week, just buy a pint. We know that. <laughs> I'll get you guys a fifth of Jackfire. Warm. Oof. You ready? I'm ready. My uh, boy Matt Stafford of uh, Sackford of uh, Stafford's Grill. <laughs> Poor bastard, by the way. That's a private stock shot. You know, I heard that <laughs> on another podcast today. <laughs> oh, this guy's cheating on us on another podcast. <laughs> you fucking. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. What, what Kyle said. <laughs> what do you think his uh, career high passing against the Bills is? So is that his highest passing ever? No. Four, just against the Bills. Just against the Bills. Four twenty-three. They play the Bills yet this year? No, right? No. Whatever it is this year. <laughs> Would you say 423? It's a good guess. Thank you. It's a good guess. But I don't think it's that high. Be sure? We're not. That's why it's a guess, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 382. 397. We always have to make him go first. 231. Wow. Kyle loses. I'll take it now. Give me this. He's never, he's never, he's never thrown from. Well, I guess he's only played the Bills twice. No, probably once. He might have only played him once. Unless he got hurt. How? When did he come out? Ten? He's been in the league at least eight years. Did he come out in 2010? Yeah, that or nine. I think nine. So maybe twice. 
well, just had a bad game versus the Bills, comparatively, I guess. I don't know. Well, Bills yeah, but dude, the thing, though, defense. is if he played him twice, that means he did worse the second, the <laughs> other time. Well, I'm just saying, because, like, the Bills don't have a bad defense, ever. They just never have a quarterback that can get them, you know, You watch your fucking field. mouth. Ryan Fitzpatrick once played for them. And that guy has started twice this year. True that. I apologize. Another private sack from me. No, Kyle, calm down. you you, you got to do the rest of the show. All right, yeah, let's recap some Sunday games. Let's do them quick. Well, let's start off with Thursday. Niners Raiders. Yeah. It was a dumpster fire of a game. Yeah, but it has to be told, man. <laughs> this there was this this was okay. Can I take this game? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, not Chris Mullins. Um, yeah, I said Nick. All right. I know Nick Mullins, the you know, one of those you know storied college quarterbacks that you know doesn't really mean anything in the, the NFL. When he came out of Southern Miss, right? Southern, yeah, yeah. Southern Miss. Same alma mater as Brett Favre. Broke every record Favre set. Super laid-back kid. Super happy to play. Hours before the game, got the call that he was starting because Bethard wasn't 100%. And he went out and lit it up. He threw for 240-something yards, 270 yards. 262. Close. Okay. <laughs> threw three touchdowns, no picks. I'm pretty sure his passer rating was like 151-something. The guy played out of his mind. Um, you know, he was hitting receivers that, you know, nobody knows the name of. And they just played well-rounded offensive and defensive football. The Raiders, they look like a team that's given up, which is kind of disheartening this early in the season. We know Gruden likes his picks, but the, the meaningfulness behind this game was who's probably going to have the first pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, That's probably where now this comes. Now wait just a minute. The Giants will beat at least <laughs> two know. more teams in their division because everybody in that division sucks ass. They all split. Well, <clears throat> but... That that was really the meaning behind this game. Other other than Mullins might have off of I think off of one game might have secured himself a, a starting a f- job in Jacksonville next not year. Not a starting job, <laughs> but a com- competing Compete. for a starting job in in a, in a camp next year. George Kittle played well as well. He's the type. He's the, he's like the only reliable option in that. Put team. him on the bench in our GSWD league. And the Raiders' offensive line is trash. The Raiders are trash. Like, anytime Derek Carr fucking hikes the ball, there's 15 guys in front of him. He got sacked. I was looking at the stats. He got sacked once every four passing plays. Wow. <laughs> Poor bastard. Once every four passing plays. So, so do you put any blame on the Raiders being bad on Carr? No. Yes. You do? I do. He's not played that great. He hasn't played great. I mean, not even great. He hasn't played that good. He's made careless mistakes with the ball. Not every week, not week in and week out. I mean, a lot of it is his offensive line. But the thing is, is before the trade, he had one really good receiver. Yes, he's spotty and inconsistent, but one really good receiver. A very reliable veteran that they just got from the Packers and Jordy Nelson. A tight end that fits that team and has been producing for that team. Not in copious amounts, but he's been producing for the team. And until he got hurt, a running back that was playing like he was when he was in Seattle. Marshawn Lynch was playing well this year. He was. He had weapons around him. Now, I understand the offensive line. A lot of teams this year are having trouble with the offensive line. And the defense, with or without Mac, would have been garbage. With Mac, they just would have had four more sacks. But I, he hasn't played lights out. It's not, like he's, it's not like Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck has been playing very well. He just doesn't have the pieces around him. Carr That's has fair. not been playing well. That's fair. The only thing I want to say about The Oakland. whole team has been cheeks from coaching to all 22 position players and special teams. Well, for me, I, th- I think Gruden came into the season 
with the plan of we're playing for a high pick. I think he knew it right from the start and, and started blowing the team up early. I mean, he, the first thing he did was come in and trade Mac. I mean, to me, he knew sit on this season, we'll come back. Well, the only thing with rebuild. Mac, I think, was just because he could have done Le'Veon Bell, did not play, and you might as well get something for him. But my thing is, is so here, here's the deal. And every team has to make the decision, and we know where Gruden stands on it. But you, you have this option, like the Raiders did money-wise. They had money to spend this offseason. Do you want to go out every offseason? You look at teams like Green Bay. You look at teams like Pittsburgh. You look at teams before this new era, this Ryan Pace era in the Chicago Bears organization. You look at a team like the Chicago Bears. Not teams that go out and spend money. They're teams that go out. Draft smart, work the kids they get in the draft, make them the stars of their team, and then deal with it at a later date money-wise. Steelers have done it for years. Packers have always done it. The Bears have always done it. There's other teams that have too. Seahawks, you know, those types of things. But you look you, when you're a team that's going to go out and acquire players like the Raiders like to do because their drafting has been so terrible, you have the decision. Do you want to go out and spend about $50 million like they did this offseason on a bunch of pawns? Or do you want to spend thirty or $25 million and sign a king? Yeah, that, was, that was good. Thank you. I liked that. But All that's right. what they did. They went out and they got they got a bunch of low-end like pieces. William Wallace. They got a bunch of pawns. They got a bunch of rooks, maybe a couple bishops and Jordy Nelson, things All like right, that. Now you're losing me. Well, that's, 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 <laughs> but like, like, keep the metaphor alive. It's just no. You know, I got you. Hey, Jordy Nelson was a great, great signing for them. That was that, was I he thought, a signing or a trade? Signing. He was a signing. He was. They, he got cut. Mm-hmm. But so, like, that was a great signing for them. That was something that made sense. They weren't, you know, that was before Martavis Bryant got there. You know, they had Cooper, and they didn't really have another viable threat at the wide receiver position. You bring in a veteran red zone threat that knows how to move chains and run routes. It was a very good signing for them for their young quarterback. But look at all the defensive signings they made. They go, they went out, and they spent $40 million on a bunch of guys that have made a career on being average. Reggie Nelson. But look at that $40 million. You could have spent 23 of that million dollars and kept Khalil Mack. Now, I understand that's a lot of money to spend on a non-quarterback player, but you have the decision to make. You have Khalil Mack, and you build around that defensively, or you blow it all up, and you hope that you break the trend of your bad drafting. If I were to guess, the Raiders are going to be in a real bad spot for five to six years. Because John Gruden's not a good drafter. He never has been. He's a bad drafter. They're going to make bad draft picks. For every... Every draft they have, they might get one guy that's feasible, but he's going to be feasible because he's a fifth-round pick that's rushing for 4.2 yards a carry or something mm-hmm. like that. Something that's like just above the average in carries for a guy that was just above average for drafting. That's my take on it. Next game. Uh, Bears-Bills. Uh, Bears won this game 41-9. to I will take this one as well. <laughs> so here's the deal. Bears defense. Bears suck. That's how we're leading this segment off. They got the win, started the second half of the season, fantastic. Offense was sloppy. Trubisky threw a duck pick that didn't need to be thrown at all. Passing-wise, inconsistent. Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen, I think they combined for 24 runs for like 70 yards all together, the whole team. Two touchdowns. Doesn't matter. 
But that's, th- I mean, to go back to what Kyle, like the Bills' defense really isn't. Doesn't or, matter. You go into halftime up 28 to nothing, and you come out throwing. Five, let's see. The first drive, I think he went one for five. And then in the second drive, threw a horrendous interception. He's been doing that. Very bad interception. He overthrew a six foot four tight end by a lot. You know who's worse than that? Nathan Peterman. Well, hold on. Nathan Peterman's picks. Uh, actually, Nathan Peterman, I didn't see the pick that. I didn't see the second pick, the one that Adrian Amos had. But Leonard Floyd's pick was Kyle Fuller getting in and disrupting the pass, and it, the ball bounced up and just was in Floyd's hands. And, in, and I mean, it was 15 yards out of the end zone, it was pretty much a walk in. And then the Kyle Fuller pick, I mean, Kyle, Kyle Fuller, like, he Odell'd it. I mean, he pulled that shit in, and he had no business intercepting that football. But the thing is Nathan about that. Peterman, and Nathan <laughs> Peterman will go down as the first person this season to have a rushing touchdown against the Bears. That's why they suck. Well, they're also on the one-yard line on fourth and one. They suck. Well, my thing about Peterman is that he went 31 for 49, 189 yards. Yeah. That's fucking terrible. <laughs> That's what Tim Tebow would do if he threw the ball 20 more times a game. Tebow would have won that game. <laughs> but you threw three Somehow, picks. Somehow, some way, Tebow would have won three that picks. game. But what, what killed me about Buffalo is that LaShawn McCoy has only 267 yards rushing this year. Well, he's been banged up. He's, he's been, been banged, banged up. up. The offensive line is terrible, and there's nobody to catch the ball. He, he, went ten, he had 10 carries yesterday for 10 yards. Here's the deal. This is, but this is the thing. This is why LaShawn McCoy is not going to get off to any sort of rhythm this year is because even if he has a game where he starts running well, what's the best thing you can do when, you're, when you have a running back that's running every other play for seven yards? Sets up beautifully for play action. We're still going to stack the box against the run because guess what? If you don't hand it off, we're still going to get through your offensive line and kill you. The Bills are just predictable. There's nothing they can do about it at this stage Well, they the get game. Josh Allen back to be better. But, but uh, they really, I mean, how much better? Well, it's different. I, I get it. But Josh Allen at least has like capability to move. I I think that the Bills' front office is putting more on Lashawn McCoy than he's able to. They, they need to fix it offensive line. They lost Richie Incognito, but who it, it's a lot beyond bigger. just the offensive. There, there's no other weapon there. Oh, yeah. There's nothing. If you're if you're planning to play the Bills, you go all right. Who do we have to worry about? McCoy and the defense. Uh, there, there's nothing else there, and Here's and the McCoy thing. is the, getting old. He's hurt. We got to move on to the next game, but great win for the Bears. Hopefully, that you know, I, I'm saying it obviously biasly. Hopefully, it's a great kickstart for them to get into this three division straight set that they've got to go. They got to face the Lions, the Vikings, and then the Lions again. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw. I told Kendall, Steelers primetime game got scratched. Which one? Against the Jags, week eleven. They scratched you guys on Sunday night and put the Bears Vikings on Sunday night. Gay. We just were. People were like in uproar about. It. I follow a bunch of Steeler pages. I don't really care that it. But I mean, well, I'll still be able to watch. I don't really care. <laughs> but anyway, so the thing is, you know, great win for the Bears. You know, they lost two in a row to the Dolphins in heartbreaking fashion, and then to the Patriots in heartbreaking fashion. They went out. You know, that's the thing is, you got to go out and you got to beat teams. You got to beat. You know, you got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yep. You know and. But I do want to say they're supposed to beat the Jets, supposed to beat the Bills. Hopefully, this kickstarts them. I'm hoping the Chicago Bears are going to go two and zero against the Lions if they run the football. The Lions are probably the worst team in football at stopping the run. You have one of the best North South backs, and you have one of the best East West backs. Use them, and 
So I hope it kicks off, but the, the Bears should have won this game. The Bills are scoring 12 points a game. The, the Bears have one of the best defenses in football. The, the, the Bills had no, no business scoring more than 10 points in this game, which they didn't. You know, the defense played above expectations by getting two defensive touchdowns and four total turnovers, but at the end of the day, it's what they needed to do. Just a quick shout-out. Um, Roquan Smith, though, had 13 total tackles, 11 being solo. So he's You're looking listening, to be, Roquan. He's listening. He's listening. He's, he's going to be a nice piece for your linebacking court. <laughs> no, I agree with that, and I, I think that he. I think he's quietly if he, if he continues this this type of thing. I think he's going to continue. I think he's going to work his way quietly into defensive rookie of the year. He's all over the. He's all over the place. I mean, is there anybody even close, like competing with him for defensive rookie of the oh, year? Oh yeah, he's not even on. The, he's not even on the radar for the, the list right now. Really. Yeah. I'm trying. Like, who's another? I, 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 I would have to look think. at it. I haven't yeah, really. Yeah, I'd have to pull it up. But I know go, what to, you mean. go to the next game. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll let you take this one, Mark. Chiefs 37, Browns 21. Well, I mean, we've watched Kansas City all year. They just keep rolling. I mean, Mahomes. I I hope that this isn't isn't going to be like a uh, one sensational year for Mahomes, and then you know next year when they have tape and can. But, I mean, this kid is just incredible. The way he can move, the way he can throw while moving, he's got a cannon for an arm. And then when they don't throw it, you have Kareem Hunt literally jumping over defenders. That was on a 50-yard <laughs> passing play. It seems like every week he's scoring three touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's, they're, they're scoring a lot of points, and they score points fast. The I only mean, issue I have with the Chiefs, though. Their defense is horrible. <laughs> the run defense especially is rough. They, I, I think where the Chiefs really screwed up was they did not trade for defensive pieces at the deadline. Um, you know, speaking off the Giants, I mean, I think like Jan- Janoris Jenkins would have been a great piece for the Chiefs to add. Where, you know, they got rid of Peters, that you could have brought in Jenkins, kind of. But they, they don't have a first round pick. You wouldn't have to give up for first rounder for Jenkins. I don't think they have a pick till round three this year. But even th- a third round pick probably would have gotten it done because Jenkins is expensive. So the Giants can't really expect a huge return for him. They could have shed the salary. You know, the Giants are rebuilding, so I, I think they could have gotten them for a third-rounder. And to, to me, like, if the Chiefs end up playing the Patriots in the championship game, I, I think Tom Brady's going to pick apart that defense. Um, I mean, Mahomes can score with the best of them this year, but they, they had to fire up that defense. Right now the front runners are Darius Leonard for the Colts and Denzel Ward for the Browns. I, uh, yeah, I and then don't forget Chubb for the fucking Broncos as well. Yeah. Darius Leonard has the like thing is, is Roquan Smith is doing things that are going to help the Bears win games. Those guys are doing things that are going to make them that are going to make yeah. awards yeah. shiny. You know, but um, you know the Browns, uh, the Browns. Every time I watch them play, they they keep impressing me. I mean, they don't look like a playoff team yet, but I, mm. I like how Mayfield plays. I don't know. They have really two do. offensive linemen arguing about who gave up the sack <laughs> while During he was being the play. sacked. <laughs> that was very funny. Well, like, I get it. I get why they fired Hugh Jackson and yeah. Todd Haley. Okay, I get you were trying to... No, I don't. How the hell are you going to fire Hugh Jackson and Marvin Lewis still has a job? Well, <laughs> he, he's got blackmail and something. Well, well, no, I, 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 think, think, I think what's happening is I think that I think that Marvin Lewis and fucking... Jason Garrett are being cuckolds for the front office of those two teams. <laughs> I think that they're just sitting there blowing each other in the offseason on a beach while Tony Romo pours Corona on his genitals and Jerry Jones watches. And that's how they both have jobs. But um, I, I, I think, I mean, Hugh Jackson was, <laughs> he gets fired, and then he was complaining that they weren't letting him 
unleash like the Hugh Jackson offense or something. <laughs> well, because you've uh, had what's three his wins what's in three years. Making that his team. Uh, who the GM Dorsey? Yeah, Dorsey. Dorsey came yeah. in. You don't you don't just chop up shop that quick. No. You come in, you give it a chance, and it's a, everyone's on very thin ice, and you make it your. But um, now, now he's gonna. They're gonna finish out the season. They're gonna do the best they can to see what they have, and then he's gonna hire his guy. Well, next year. I, I don't know if you guys saw the thing today, but they're saying Bruce Arians may come back for well, that job, which I, I think he can make well, the Browns. So we know who we're being good. mad in next year. <laughs> well, really? I know like the like I know the Browns are thinking about the Oklahoma head coach. Because, Either way, because I, I think he's comfortable with Mayfield. Mayfield's comfortable with him. Don't ask me what the name is. I have no fucking clue. New England implosion, Belichick to the Browns. Could you imagine? That'd be awesome. awesome. Um, Brady to the Browns as well. <laughs> Go to the next game. Starting tight end. Real barn burner. I'll take the reins in this one. Dolphins, Jets. <laughs> so the Dolphins won 13-6. I, th- I think a big reason for that game being as bad as it was. No. You're missing the main highlight of this game. Nathan Peterman didn't throw the most picks in the AFC East this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're missing. <laughs> That's the highlight of this I game. I think the reason for all that was because that field was in terrible shape before the game started. You could, they, they showed photos and everything of, like, the grass being ripped up off the ground. It's also two not great teams. You know what Were teams? there college games there that yeah, the Miami, day before? Miami yeah. played Duke. And that's they, that's they, tough. They yeah, also trouble. But, you know, the, the, the main highlight of the thing was Brock Osweiler didn't make a mistake. And that's really the only reason why they won and the when game. does he ever? Like he didn't throw any touchdowns. Here's the thing: he doesn't make mistakes. People that believe in him right, have exactly. made some mistakes. <laughs> like Brock Osweiler, you know, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he didn't throw any picks. He didn't Brock turn the Holt. ball over. <laughs> they won the game on a pick six by Jerome Baker, but the game, other than that, like even though Sam Donald threw four interceptions, they were in the game. That was it. What's next? Vikings Lions. Ooh. Vikings 24, Lions 9. Who wants to take the reins on this one? I will. All right. So here's the deal. I'll tell you what. The Lions could not move the football. And, and no, they could. You think they backwards. missed Golden Tate? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Here's the thing. Perhaps, you know, he's a great position receiver, you know, great veteran guy. It's just, I don't know. This is, uh, this is what I don't understand. And, and this is where, and as a professional athlete, you can't think this way. But at the same time, you're human and you're, you're built to have emotions. The Lions. They're not a they're not a terrific team, not a lights out team. But here's the deal: nobody in the NFC North is running away with it. The Vikings, the defense has looked a lot better, but Kirk Cousins is still suspect from time to time at quarterback. Always has been. They you know they don't always play lights out football. Green Bay is struggling, and Chicago's very young. The Lions are still a playoff contending team, at least they were before this Vikings. Yeah. Team. Yeah. And now you go out and you trade your best receiver. The next best guy had 14 less, 15 less receptions and three less touchdowns on the season. And Golden Tate is one of three people to have caught a touchdown pass on that team this year. It fucks with your team. I'm sorry. I know they're NFL athletes here. It's next man up policy, but you are at this moment in time. Especially for that first week. You're a playoff contending team still. And now your front office has just said to you, we're packing up and we're, we're, we're calling it a season. That's pretty and much what you've said. I, I don't think it was that, though. 
Well, in this game, I mean, the Vikings didn't run away with this game. It wasn't a blowout. They put up 24 points. It's just they really contained the Lions entirely. Well, they sacked him 10 times. 10 times. Which, is, it, it, this day and age, it's, it's considerable. I mean, it's not 2003 anymore. Well, a big thing about that, though, faster. I think the Vikings were desperately missing Stephon Diggs. Because all they had to do was double teams uh, Adam Thielen, and the other two receivers weren't getting open because they're no Did this break the streak? Yeah. This game? What, what was his total? Eight. 22 yards. 22. Wow. 22 yards. He had... It so was he's tied with Calvin Johnson for longest yeah. streak. Yeah. Longest streak to start a season tied for longest of any game stretch. Yeah, it would have been really cool if they threw it to Kyle Rudolph more. <laughs> but, you know. Well, like, Daniel do? Hunter had nine, nine tackles, three and a half sacks, and a touchdown. But it just goes to sh- it just goes to prove my point that nobody in this division is running away with it anytime no. soon. Kirk Cousins, with all that money and the quarterback that he's supposed to be, he should be finding ways to get it done with other receivers. Agreed. It's just a sloppy game. Yeah, the Lions a- don't run the football enough. That's the end of the story. They've got a young rookie that they really like. That's, really funny fumble. That's running. That's been running really hard for that team, and they have a really powerful north-south back that's does have enough speed to trick you and go to the outside if, if you want to tr- run some sort of trickery plays. That's not what he's known for. But you have you have two threats at the running back position. Not And it's it's not freaking, what is it? Um, who's the rookie? What's his name? Kerryon Johnson. Kerryon. Yeah, Johnson's not the between the 20s and LeGarrette Blunt's once you're inside the five type of guy. LeGarrette Blunt can run the football all over the field. He's not going to get you t- 10 yards a carry every time. But he can get you five yards. He can get you four yards. You know, it's, it's the they have the ability to do a mini three-headed monster type of thing, and they're not running the football enough. I think they're running a football. I think they're running the football somewhere around thirty-eight percent of the time. Thirty-eight percent. I understand it's a passing league, but the teams that win run the football. New England always runs the football, and who's been in the Super Bowl almost every year? James White. But I'm just saying, New England. They <laughs> he gets run like the football. 14 targets a game. It's unbelievable. Every, every year when we start, every year when we start talking about who's going to go from to the Super Bowl from the AFC, it's pretty much always one of two teams: New England or Pittsburgh. Which two teams run the football the most in the AFC? New England and Pittsburgh. Doesn't matter who's receiving. They have Antonio Brown. They have Julian Edelman. They have Gronkowski. They have Smith Schuster. But they run the ball. And that's what that's what a test of my thing made the statement I made earlier. I understand the Bills are a good defense, but this is the team, especially up twenty eight nothing. You start pounding with Howard. You start pounding all over the place. Howard needs for the rest of this division stretch they're on these three games. How I need to see twenty carries out of Howard and ten out of Cohen every game. I need to see thirty rush attempts a game from that team. Trubisky doesn't need to be throwing the ball forty times. I understand they want to see what they have in him and make him feel more confident. But that's going to lose yeah. your football games. Before it's going well, to win especially, football like games. you said, in the game, you're up 28 nothing, and your defense is manhandling them. Just control Run the, the ball. Clock. Just control Let me the tell clock. you something. The last time the Bears were up big and they didn't go in, come out of halftime pounding the football on the ground and tried to throw it, they ended up losing to Aaron Rodgers and the Packers week one. Yeah. They will lose to the Vikings both times if they do that. They will lose to the Rams. They will lose to the Packers. They will, quick, they will quickly go from 5-3 and three is finishing the season at six and ten if they don't start running the football. They play some very good teams over the next eight games. I wish Jeff was here for this. But next game, Panthers Bucks. Panthers won forty two, Bucks twenty eight. This game was also a much bigger blowout than the score shows. Well how about the the Bucks showing some fight in the third, you they know? They always <laughs> do that. Every game they'll fall behind by twenty one points. You know and then they'll fight their way and back. And the thing is too 
with the Bucks being that type of football team and Ryan Fitzpatrick being the type of quarterback he is, it was kind of like the perfect storm. It just if the game was five or six quarters, they would have won. They gave but up thirty-five points in the first half alone. Listen, I mean the Bucks defense isn't good. No, and I mean Carolina, they they've been playing the well this though, year. But the thing is, is that Carolina. Carolina got a lot more dangerous this week because they showed in the first half how deep they are at people running the football. I think th- three different people score rushing touchdowns in yeah. the first yeah. half of that game. <laughs> or overall, no. I mean. Yeah. No names. Curtis Samuel, uh, Chris McCaffrey, and DJ Moore. No. I Smith or something like that scored a touchdown or something like that. Well, he played for the Falcons. I don't know if there's an I Smith in Carolina. I say, th- isn't there backup back CJ Anderson? He didn't score. <laughs> But, he couldn't draw it back. He's but, like, Chris McCaffrey had 140 yards all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Being the guy they wanted to be. That's what they anticipated. Yeah. Like he, he's he's going to – He also really hurtled over a guy, and it was awesome. <laughs> well, you know the thing from that game, too? They got up 35 in the first half, and then basically they kind of just coasted. Yeah. And which, you know – When they needed to score, they, they did. Yeah, and I, I, no no discredit to them. They, they, they got ahead and they – Who'd you they, say it was? Did you talking about Edo Smith? No. Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Alex Armagh. Oh, I'll take a private side. Armagh? I'll take a private side. That's the first guy who scored, I think. I've yeah, never yeah, seen yeah. that in the yeah. ticker there. Armagh. Like, Greg Olson actually did something this week. Six for 76 and a touchdown. He sure did. Chris Samuel had two touchdowns. He sure did. Curtis he Samuel did a whole lot. had two touchdowns. You gave up two touchdowns to Curtis Samuel. <laughs> Ty, thanks for my defense, did a whole lot. <laughs> but, like, on the other side of the ball, the Buccaneers showed a little promise because O.J. Howard had two touchdowns. Adam Humphreys had 82 yards in, a, in two touchdowns. I think that's more impressive than O.J. Howard. But, but the thing that pisses me off the most, though, because I have him in fantasy, oh, come is, on. is Mike Evans was targeted 10 times, had one catch for 16 yards. But is he perhaps not the guy of old? No, no. he is. He's, it's, Mike Evans is the guy for Jameis Winston. Everybody's equally the guy. Well, Deshaun Jackson a little more than everybody else, but... Yeah. The ball is distributed with Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. With Winston, it's Evans and the running backs. Did Evans already with, sign his extension? I have no idea. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. I think I Evans remember. will sign the extension because I think I, I just I think the Bucks are done with Winston. It, it was just one of those games that like just happened. Let's go. We got to keep. We got to wrap them up because we still got Monday night to talk about, which okay. kicks off in fifteen minutes. So <laughs> uh, I'll take the range in this one because it's the Steelers. I, uh, Steelers, 23, Ravens, 16. Dud game, move on. Wow. I'm just kidding, Kyle. The Steelers defense actually looked really good in this game. Now, let me ask you a question. Okay. I think Mox should be very intrigued. Did the Steelers defense look good, or did Joe Flacco look bad? No. You have to pick one or the other. Steelers defense looked good. So Joe Flacco looked good. He didn't look terrible. I mean, he missed Lamar Jackson on a touchdown. So he looked good. I saw that highlight. <laughs> Lamar Jackson was wide open. <laughs> But, like, the thing was, they didn't give up the big plays. They gave up two, and they had, like, a lot of defensive pass interference calls. Whatever. Not going to get into it. Well, they got pressure on Flacco, and he, he was hurried. And I don't know. Did they, I don't know, did they have a sack? I don't, I don't recall. They, only, they didn't have a lot of sack, but they got to him a lot. Well, James Conner's continued. <laughs> I'm sorry. James Conner continued with, with the hot hand. 107 rushing yards, and he had a first career receiving touchdown. How much do you think Le'Veon Bell hates James Conner? I don't think he hates him at all. I oh, I think he hates him. I think he hates him. You can't him. hate the guy. I think Le'Ve- Lev Bell hates it's James Conner. It's his fucking fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I think the point that Mock's making is that, like, because he's lighting it Leverage up, the Steelers is gone. don't miss him as much. 
That's what I'm saying. If James Conner was a scrub, Bell could be like, see? But he's not. And so Bell's got to be like, fuck this for guy. For me, though, we were watching it. The play of the game, Ben got taken out for one play. And the Steelers decided to throw the ball with Josh Backed Dobbs. Up. I got the two-yard line. And they were only up by a touchdown at the point. And he threw it from the end zone. He threw a 22-yard pass to Smith-Schuster. And, like, I don't think anybody knew because they said that Eric Weddle was so fucking confused because they thought they were going to run the ball. And he just completed the pass. And everyone's just like, what the fuck just happened? And then they got taken out. Yep. I mean, yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's a play of the Steelers' because season as far there as there wasn't going to be anything better than that for that guy <laughs> that game. He better got the game ball. That's all I have to say. <laughs> but an amazing stat that I read about was Alex Collins hasn't had a rushing game of over 68 yards this season. He's a guy, I mean, he's another, he's playing banged up, and, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not good, but he's just playing hurt, and, I mean, the, the Falcons' run offense isn't that great. Well, he's a Raven. Sorry, Ravens. There you go. Ooh, yeah. Stock, stock, I was looking stock. at the paper, I saw Atlanta. <laughs> but, Let's go, we got we to cycle through these games. I know, I know. I just wanted, one big thing of the game was that the Steelers held on to the ball for 36 and a half minutes. Excellent. Doesn't Excellent. mean anything. Time of possession wins football games. Mm, the Bills had the ball like twice as long yeah, as the Bears. It's not always true. <laughs> <laughs> um, More Mark, often true. Atlanta, 38. Washington, 14. I tell you, the Falcons are looking good. They really are. What no, do you mean, no? They're not looking good. What do you mean, no? Their offense can put up points, and they played a Washington offense that doesn't put up a lot of points. They've been playing well the last few weeks. But they've, they've looked good. Offensively, they've looked good. But even defensively, the only thing the they're Falcons back in the playoff mix. Football. They are back in the playoff. Mix. They're back in. But they're not. They're, they're not. They're not a team to be reckoned with in terms. In terms of making the a, NFC grins. No, just in terms of making a, a huge push. They're not going to catch Carolina, and they're not going to catch New Orleans. What What are they out? One. They're two? A game out of the second wild card spot. But they're not going to. But but okay. But New in, Orleans yes, is seven in the and division. One. Yes. Carolina six and two. But this is a team. I mean, we saw them get riddled with injuries, and we thought, all right, they're gonna be, you know, maybe eight and eight now, and they're playing good football. I mean, they're only a game above five hundred. Hey, also, who so caught his first on... touchdown this week? It was thirty-one fourteen, but it happened. Yeah, it can can we pass. can I mean... we start all acknowledging that Josh Norman's overrated? Because he's not that good. Well, I don't think he's overrated. Just he's he's not, he's not really, that good. He's not a namesake anymore, and not every, a lot of every time time. he's matched up with a star receiver, they light him up. Right. Well, but I don't think anyone's really talking about Josh Norman as the guy he was three or four years ago. He's, just, know, he's just a corner, starting cornerback. Now. I don't know if you guys saw like Julio burned him bad. Josh Norman was that good as a Panther. As a Panther, he got burned real bad, and it was so it was gonna be Julio's first touchdown, and then. <laughs> Norman just dove and took him out. It was like the worst pass interference I've ever seen. Hey, you do what you got to do. I'm still not sold on Atlanta. I won't be, and I won't be until they can claim second in the division. They still have to play the Panthers twice, or once. Twice. I don't think they played them yet. Yeah, they got to play the Panthers twice. They got to play the Saints again. But uh, the only thing I want to take away from that game is Maurice Moses had 124 yards. Go Redskins. Uh, we'll go to the next game. Can I take the range in this? Chargers 25, Seattle 17. It's a game that pretty much, if you tuned in, it, it was it was tight towards the end. It, it was a got game really... that gave you the Chargers defense scoring you more than anybody else on your team. Yeah, pretty much. No, not pretty much. That's how it happened. <laughs> did, they, did they outscore Cooper Cup? Oh, no. no Cooper, Cooper Cup had Cup. 19 points. Yeah. But Garbage points. Basically, though. the... Chargers kept me in, in ninth place, I think. <laughs> uh, basically, it comes down to Chargers, Seahawks not really moving the ball, Chargers containing him. Well, what uh, happened? 
Wilson made Wilson Wilson throws a mistake that he doesn't make, and then he threw a pick six. Wilson doesn't throw pick sixes. Hey, that was but the biggest play they of the game. Stopped, they, they, what, the reason the Seahawks lost this game was because they've been running the football 40 times a game, and they've been in games and winning some of those games because of it. And they came out, they were down big going coming out of the half, and they had to throw the football. So they stopped to, running. They ran Seahawks it 20 credit. times in the first half. I think they ran it 12 times in the second. Which so 32 runs credit. is not bad. But Sorry, nothing okay. to interrupt you. 32 runs is not bad, but... When you're a team that's going to pride themselves on the run and has been for as long as they ha- have, and you start having Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the first two games of the season, had a lot of sets where he was in shotgun with nobody else in the backfield but himself, and that's where all his issues came, and that's where they all came in this game. It was tightly contested all the way through. You know, The, the story of the game is the mistake. Wilson drove him down, uh, and late, very late in the game, he had, he had Tyler Lockett, and it was broken up put the ball at the one with the expired time. Now, I get it. You still have to score the touchdown and get a two-point conversion to tie only, but they were in a position to hypothetically go into overtime. So, I mean, it was a highly contested. It was a good yeah. game. Uh, it just, today, Los Angeles. They're not going to get any better until they address that offensive line problem. They are the worst in the NFL. I've seen Russell Wilson get sacked four or five times down the stretch in that game. But here's the thing. It has not been as bad when they run the football. Well, I think they stopped running because Chris Carson got taken out in the third quarter. It doesn't matter. Chris Carson didn't play like the last two weeks. Chris Carson sucks. <laughs> He's not good. Next game. Uh, Houston, Denver since 19, Denver 17. Paul? Um, so th- th- it was just... Nuck, nuck, nuck! It was <laughs> it's This game just epitomized what Denver's season has been. A season of inches. They lost by that much. They lost on a... Potential missed, missed field goal. What happened at the end? I, I didn't see the McManus end. McManus shanked the field goal. Yeah. But the, I, I know he missed, but they kept saying, like, Vance, like. They iced sh- him. Is that what it was? They iced him and he shanked it right. They, the, the Broncos iced Houston. Would you say without being a shootout was the guy, the team who had the ball last was winning? Winning that, that game? game? Yeah, it wasn't, no. it wasn't a shootout, but. No, I just think it was, I, I think that Denver's defense did a really good job at containing the offense. And I think I think early on, I think the Denver defensively went in there with a mindset of we're not going to let Demarius Thomas embarrass us in his first game. He started to, and then they stopped. He had three catches for that like, would have been so good. If he, he went had off three catches for like twenty 61. something yards, something like that. It was sixty one. Oh, was it in the first quarter, first quarter? Sixty one yards. Yeah. He had yeah. forty nine in the first, and I think he had one catch yeah. after that. No, he didn't catch. A, I don't think he caught a single ball yeah. after the first well, quarter. To Riddle's yeah. point, he he got off hot and then didn't do anything, and then they shut him down. And it was, it was just, it's not what this generation of football is used to watching, but it was a good game. It was a good game, and it was just missed by a makeable but not easy field goal. It was 50 yards, right? Yeah, makeable but not easy. Yeah. And then I'll let you take the reins in this one. Saints-Rams. Saints 45, Rams 35. This game, I mean, to me, I thought was awesome. It was a lot of fun to watch it. Um, Third best game of the week. Drew Brees, um, for me, is anytime the Bears win in the Packers, <laughs> those, those trump everything else. To me, and and me and Kyle this uh, talk a few weeks ago, I it, it doesn't make any sense to me why Drew Brees is never in the uh, like greatest quarterback of all time talk. Um, well, he is. He, he's never mentioned, ever. Aaron Rodgers has leaped him. It, well, it's just a problem. He's like the the third or fourth guy discussed in the conversation. But I I understand what you're saying. To me, I I, I think. Breeze could be the best of our generation. I mean, he, I think he's up there with Peyton Man. I mean, this guy is undersized and throws the ball better than anybody in the league. 
um, and distributes. It's unbelievable to watch him play. Um, you know, Gurley had a good game, but by standards of Gurley this year, the Saints kind of well, contained him. The Rams' run defense was atrocious in this game. Yeah. That's the story of the game. Well, the big takeaway for me was the reason why Gurley didn't have the game that he usually does because they got down by so much in that second quarter, they got away from him. They were forced to throw the ball. They weren't. I think uh, Golf threw forty, like two times. Yeah, he Which, uh, he shouldn't be throwing the ball forty two times. There's no quarterback in this league that should be throwing the ball forty two times. I'm sorry, there just isn't. I mean, Gurley still I, had I sixty yards on thirteen carries. That's what I'm saying. Gurley had a good game. I'm not saying he didn't, but did, by his standards of the season, what did, he what didn't. did Golf throw? Four touchdowns, three. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He had one pick. Three something yards, right? Over yeah. three hundred over three hundred yards on what, forty two pass plays? Drew Brees did that in twenty two. Yeah. You don't need to throw the football forty two times. Well it's crazy. The Saints scored. You have the best running back in football. You have the best running back in football. End of story. I, that's the thing that drives me nuts with teams. I don't care the Rams are a team, just like the Packers, just like the Patriots, just like the Steelers. Down 14 is not time to hit the panic button. Down 14 is nothing when you have more than five minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Have you ever seen the Patriots panic? I mean, granted, when have you ever seen them down 21? But <laughs> I'm just saying, but if, if they were down 28 to 7 going into the half, would they come out panicking? No. It was the I guarantee you they'd come out on a 10-play drive, 5-pass, five 5-rush, five score a touchdown. Guarantee you. Because... Like week two, when the Steelers played the Chiefs, they were down 21 quick, but they fought their way back. They, they ended up losing, but, like, just to go off what he's saying. But, like, my big, t- another big thing, was there's only one punt in this game. Both offenses were cruising. Both defenses are pretty bad, but. The, the Rams also got shafted on that fake punt run. I think he, he got, got it. it. No, he didn't. He got it. You, you could see what? it. He didn't get it. He extended before he went out. He got it. They screwed him. But it is what it is, in my opinion. It's. Part of football, you're going to get... Yeah, it is what it is. What? I'll go to the last game. No, I got the last game. You want to do the Packers? Do you really want to do it? I'll do Rebecca. it. Rebecca? <laughs> we'll, we'll both do it. Okay. Oh, I see. <laughs> you both will do it. Did you watch the whole game, Kyle? I did. Good. I had Week right two case. in a row. Packers running back. Cost them a game. All um, right, you got this. That was my main point. Go ahead. We, second week in a row, a, a running back has... Screwed the Packers out of winning a football game, potentially winning a football game, I should say. I think they would have won if he didn't fumble. I think they, and I think they would, I think they would have beat the Rams if he, if Ty Montgomery didn't fumble. But the trade Probably. deadline's over, so we can't trade. <laughs> Aaron Jones. So that's over. So you know, Cut he's, him. He's just a member of the. Of the yeah, but he he was doing really good in, up until that point. If the trade deadline was still there, was he going to the Ravens too? No, Pat has him, so he's good. <laughs> um. So here's the deal. The, the Patriots. Won this game for three reasons. Reason number one, James White. They played in New England. There's, I, I, I love the, the whole twelfth man thing when when the Seahawks were playing, but there's no home field advantage in all of sports like playing in New England. It doesn't it doesn't matter. That's the, that is the recipe to the Patriots' success is that they, the Patriots, all they have to do is secure home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and Winning, even though it's two NFL games, it becomes a lot easier when you're playing two games yeah. in Foxborough. They got the bugs in the visitor locker room. It makes it easy. Reason number two is the Packers and the 
Patriots both opened up their first drives of the game with long, high-play drives. The Patriots went down in 10. The Packers responded with a 14-play drive. The difference is the Patriots ended theirs in the end zone. The Packers ended theirs through the uprights. You cannot beat New England with field goals. And number three, and as it, as it has been as long as Tom Brady has been slinging the ball for the New England Patriots, and as long as Bill Belichick has been coaching them, the Patriots will never beat themselves. They will capitalize off of your mistakes. Yeah. And Green Bay made mistakes. A lot of mistakes. That's just it. Green Bay did not. They played a, even with Aaron Rodgers, they, they, they fought back. They tied the game in the third. But they played somewhat sloppy football, and they had a very costly turnover, which ended up being a James White touchdown. And then Tom Brady, arguably the best throat cutter in NFL history, knows when to knows when and how to go for the jugular against the team, and he did it with Gordon. One thing I am going to take away though is that Green Bay had a lot of injuries in that game. Kevin King was out in the first inning. Brian Balaga was out first inning. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Real quick question for you guys: Was I the corner there, the safety who got ejected for Whitehead. the open hand? Whitehead. Whitehead. Now. Was it perceived that he said something after? I thought the rule was you get two personal foul penalties. You're he slapped ejected. the guy, dude. He slapped the dude. Well, I was listening to the commentator said there's some distinction between a fist and open hand to the face. I don't, slap. I don't know what that distinction is, but uh, it, it was evident. The face is, um, a slap to the face is unsportsmanlike conduct. A closed fist is, is a personal foul. I don't really know what happened. I, I saw I was writing all this shit and I didn't someone hit through. a patriot and they got thrown well, out. The thing is, is the thing is, is if I <laughs> if I slap your helmet with an open hand, it's it, it's not there's not a whole lot of difference than what fucking what's his face did on that the, for the Steelers on the stiff arm. I mean he he fucking Dragon Ball Z'd that guy to the ground. <laughs> Vance McDonald was that him that did that? Yeah. He Dragon Ball Z'd that guy to the ground. He 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 hit him in the he he literally punched him with an open hand. Yeah. Hadouken. Sorry. Um, yep. So, that that's really the only distinction. And I think the biggest thing that hurt the Packers down the stretch when they were tied. You're not ejected, but you're a bitch. But okay. was when Blake Martinez rolled his ankle on Tom Brady. Blake Martinez was getting to the quarterback a lot in that game. He just he rolled his ankle, had to leave for a little bit, and that's when everything went downhill real fast for that defense. Which just goes to show my point against Khalil Mack. No offense, but Ryan Chazier, JD or JD Martinez, Jesus Christ, <laughs> JD Martinez. <laughs> a defense for the NFL. You're not a good defense if you're shit without one guy. Sorry, you're not. The Packers are not a good offense because when Aaron Rodgers isn't there, they're cheeks. Guess who won games without Tom Brady? New England, because they're a good offense. Without Aaron Rodgers. Or they, could be, or they could be a really bad backup quarterback. Landry Jones. Yeah, you know, he beat the Browns twice, though. That doesn't make him a good quarterback. <laughs> doesn't Bob's ass. <laughs> All right, let's highlight this game tonight. Uh, <laughs> it's going to end 3-6. to six. Well, Who's playing, Kyle? Oh. we got Cowboys, <laughs> Titans. Um, Yuck. Real matchup of who's not. But, realistically... Um, it's Tennessee fighting for wild card contention, especially with Jacksonville not playing up to standard. Um, and it's Dallas fighting for a division. 
That's it. Realistically, yeah. they're still fighting for the division. They went today. They're back in it. The Redskins lost. The Eagles are still not. I'm still not sold on the Eagles. The Dallas is. I mean, at the end of the day, Dallas is probably going to win nine games. They're, but they're probably going to win eight home games. There's a pretty good chance they could go eight and zero at home, or seven and one, and nine nine and seven can win that division. I think it's going to. <laughs> but so they're they're both playing for positives. Big which time. which the Giants can still go nine and seven. Yeah, they're going to they go 2-14. <laughs> they, they can't. Listen, I'm just saying, mathematically. I don't give a shit what the Giants do, but they have to finish the season 8-8. Eight and eight. That's all I care about. Why? Because they play the Bears. So if they go 9-7, and seven, that means that they win win. out. <laughs> and that means they beat the Bears, which is We're going to that game, right? Fuego. Um, Are we going to that game? General Fuego said no. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not. Why? Because nobody has any money. I got money. But the tickets are so cheap, and Kyle just said he'll buy them. He didn't say that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Squirrel it's your guys' I'll buy them, but it's a Christmas gift. I don't want nothing else for it. All right. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I mean, you could have asked. Never mind. We'll, 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 geek we'll, we'll way home. finish that conversation after we go off here. Um, you don't even have to wrap it. Here's the deal. Um, no, Kyle has to wrap it. Have you ever seen that thing? It's great. Um, <laughs> so, and it's not very big. So here's the thing. <laughs> Moving on. This game is going to be very interesting to me. Dallas has a very good defense. And Tennessee has a pretty decent defense. Um, and we have... Uh, basically, the story of this game, when you looked at it after week three or four, was two offenses with an inability to move the football and score a lot of points, and two defenses that have the ability to stop offenses from scoring a lot of points, which makes for a three-and-six game. But, insert Amari Cooper. Difference maker, we don't know. We'll find out. Elite in, the league and drop passes. I, I think Cooper is going to open things up more for Zeke and Cole Beasley. I don't think Cooper individually is going to have a big-time rest of season with the Cowboys, but I think him being able to be a down-the-field guy is going to open up Dak's passing zone, you know, three feet ahead of him. But either way, I mean, you know, so that but that moves chains and scores yeah. points. And Tennessee, um, what's-his-face, Lewis has been playing well recently. And the only problem is they have no fucking receiver besides Corey Davis, and he's not even that good. I just I don't think this game is going to be six three. I definitely think it, I think I think we're going to be looking at a, a, a we're looking at a Broncos Texans type of game. Nineteen seventeen around there, somewhere in that area. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna do predictions on it, I think that the Cowboys win the game twenty one seventeen. I think the Cowboys win too. I just don't think it's that high score. I think it's thirteen ten. Tennessee. 13-7. Dallas, 27-20. Rebecca? Yeah. Got a uh, score prediction? Hold on. What? You got a score prediction for tonight? Um, Dallas, 27. If she says the same thing, I'm going to be so mad. What? Just well, say come, it. Come on. Dallas, 27. Texas, Texans, 14. All right. Nice. Five, All right. Five. 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 <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. It's the Titans. Titans. <laughs> That's two private sides because she was very... They used was, to play in Houston. So you know? she, not only did she get the wrong team, but then she second-guessed herself on the right team. All right, we got to go to break desperately. Uh, but, uh, if, you know, watch Monday Night Football. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll check in on the game at the, the end of the second hour and, again, at the end of the, the, the final hour. Um, and when we come back... Uh, uh, 
Nat King Cole Soul or Nat King Souls has a uh, NBA game for us to play. NBA trade game, baby. It's be terrible. NBA trade game. Um, I anticipate myself drinking the least amount. I um, agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, third hour, I believe we got some NHL talk and some MLB talk and a little bit of a uh, bullshitting. That's plus, right. Plus beer reviews. So we'll be back in about five minutes. Stay drunk.
now, back to Getting Sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. That's not how it goes. I know, but he looked at me. So the I didn't degenerate. Know to do. <laughs> I'm joined by Nat King Cole Souls and the Nats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jazz fingers, everybody. Jazz fingers. Do the jazz fingers, Mark. Oh, I'm, I'm sharing. Jazz fingers. Video. I'm sharing our video like you should be doing. I just clip. I'm not going to share it. I deleted my Facebook. On uh, Instagram. Shout out to Aunt Waka for telling me to call Machine Washable a homo. All right. Machine, you are a homo. Well, I'm true to my word. I'm not a lot of things, but loyal is one of them. All right. Also, a quick shout out. Tomorrow's election day. Vote. Who am I voting for? <laughs> Yourself. <laughs> I'd probably make a better governor than they do. Kyle, can I tell you? I was thinking about this all day today. If we could ever get you to actually run, that'd be the funniest <laughs> thing for like three weeks. Like physically run? No, like run for governor. Both would be funny. <laughs> but imagine, like, just in, like, the primaries where he has to, like, debate against other politicians. Yeah, well, you're an asshole. <laughs> where do you stand? Be like, dude, I didn't even say that. <laughs> denies everything. Cops would be like, Patriots rule. You know what I mean, bro. You know what I mean. <laughs> All right, Kyle. NBA right. trade game. Private stack. All explain right. the rules. Let's make it short and sweet. I'm not explaining the rules because I already did it to you guys. Well, for the, make the it listeners. Short and sweet, though. They got to know the rules. All right, the rules of the game. It's going to be a lot of drink of the private Peter? stack. Okay. My, that just, <laughs> so, everybody's allowed one steal, everybody's allowed two pass, I'm allowed three blocks, because I feel like you guys are going to agree just Basically, the way the game's going to work <laughs> is Kyle's going to tell a person, one of the three of us, he's going to give us a team, and we have to give a realistic person that they should trade for before the trade deadline, to make the team better. And then the other two members of the crew... So if I'm if I'm guessing or if I'm proposing the trade, if Maxine and Kendall agree with it, then Kyle has to drink the private stock. Correct. If they disagree, I have to drink the private yes. stock. Yes. If I it's a like tie, if one agrees and one disagrees, Kyle gets to determine whether or not it's a viable trade, makes the team better, something that could happen, and then he or you I know, think I speak thing. for Kendall when I say we both agree with all of your decisions. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And vice versa all around. <laughs> no. Um, Kyle's allowed three blocks, meaning if, you know, if it's Mock were to get if Mock were to get the Warriors and he said, Oh, they should trade for LeBron James, like that's just absurd. Just block it and get it out of the way. That's not happening. Um and then everybody gets a pass. Which you know, if Kyle were to ask Kendall, hey, who should the magic trade for? And Ky- Kendall was like I didn't even know the Magic were a team. I'm going to pass this to Paul. Well, they're not. <laughs> then Paul will get a point and Kendall will get a half a point. Um, Essentially, this game is going to be a lot of drinking for Mock and Kyle. <laughs> that's pretty much where we're going. Because <laughs> well, I'm going to agree with Kendall, never Mock. Like, oh, that's not nice. I didn't this say point, I was nice. At this point of the season, I already, said I was a cupcake. With 10 to 12 games <laughs> played for each team, everybody knows what needs are for each team. For the most part. You're making a vast assumption there. For mo- quick, this isn't sports related, but I like to point this out. Um, so I listen. Hey, Ricky. I go through cycles. I drive a lot for my, my job. Um, and I go through cycles. Sometimes I like to listen to uh, like Pandora Radio, um, specifically 2000s uh, hip hop and 1990s R&B. Um, shout out to, to Nat King Souls on the R&B portion there. Hello. Speaking of Nat. 
Also, okay. sometimes I like to listen to I, I listen to a lot of the uh, NFL and NBA radio on Sirius. But when I get tired of those two things, or if the Bears lose two games in a row like they did, and I can't listen to the NFL Network radio because I just don't want to hear them talk about the Bears, I listen to uh, stand up, a lot of stand up stuff. I listen to a lot of stand up. John Mulaney radio. On Hilarious. Pandora. Well, no, because they do it's it's John Mulaney. And then there's a lot of other people that get worked in, like Hannibal Burris gets worked in there, and some other like lower tier guys. Tom Segura, if you haven't heard of him, he is hilarious, very funny. But today on the right here, I listened to it. Kendall's favorite John Mulaney skit came on, and I, I, I just it's basically John Mulaney talking about how much he loved his babysitter because he oh, thought yeah. she was like 35 and he was like 12. Found out that she was 14 when he was 12, and he was very upset about it, and he compared it to. A 14-year-old watching a 12-year-old was like hiring a horse to watch a dog. <laughs> and the first time Kendall ever heard that, I thought I was going to think of the oh, emergency room. It was room. so funny. <laughs> the notion's so true. It's just like, I always think, you know, being a young kid, oh, that person is so Here's old. Here's the emergency number for where we're staying. Here's the dog food. You're a horse. And you're a horse. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's dive right in. All right, let's do it. Peter wants to know if it's a bad hair uh, night. 30 teams to cover in an hour, so not even an hour in... Oh, by the by the way, uh, just a real quick sh- shout out to Mock. Uh, start us off with some private stock. Amari Cooper caught his first touchdown as a cowboy. You said he wasn't going to be a big individual impact. It's one touchdown. That's That'd a big be- individual impact in yeah, this game. Same <laughs> as Julio Jones. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> he tries. Yeah, does he? You got me thirty points this week. Shut up, souls. That's nothing compared to the sixty that Michael Thomas got me. I'm trying to decide what this smells like. Ass. Cocaine. It's basement. Crack. It smells like, like I wanna, basement. I want to say cherry. Is there anything cherry, cherry in there? No, nah, I put chocolate, scotch, and raspberry in there. Kendall put cucumber in there. That's right. I also don't remember what I put in there. Bought it today, forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really look at All it. All right, first team, go. All right, so this was supposed to be for Jeff, but he ain't here. So I gave this one to Paul. I have a question. For every team that was supposed to be Jeff's, can it be a sip of the private stock when he comes back? Yes. Okay. No, 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 how about this, how about this? For every team that was supposed to be Jeff's, if one of us, the th- Kendall, Mock, or I have to drink, Jeff has to drink when he comes back. All right, so Listen, eight, Jeff's going to need an Uber his first right show back. <laughs> Jeff's going to sleep here yeah. his first show back. So, Paul, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, God. Mm. I'm so bad at this. The Atlanta oh, Hawks. me so, too. Okay, I'm so excited. Parameters, so it's just got to be a player they should trade for, but other things go as well in terms like, of... Like, okay, so... You can you can even say like the Cavaliers should trade Kevin Love, but give me the, give me a trade example of who they should get for Kevin Love. You know what I'm saying? Real quick, Peter has a question to ask. Go ahead, okay. go ahead, Pete. We could come <laughs> back. Oh. He, asked if there's time. <laughs> he he said I have a question if you don't mind. So I'm sure he's typing right now. So so continue. I'm waiting, Paul. Um, real quick, just for uh. Research purposes, so it's not a lot of dead air. I think in the future, what you should do is, is you should kind of let us know. So, like after I go, it's gonna go to it's gonna go mock, and then Kendall, and then probably back to me, or okay. what in whatever fashion. You should kind of let us know what our next team is, so we can just kind of do some research. So it's not as much dead air. I, I could do it right now. Yeah. <laughs> so mock is next with the Celtics. Yep. Just let me Google NBA trade. <laughs> Where is the Celtics located? NBA <laughs> trade rumors. <laughs> uh, is Boston still a place? <laughs> is Boston still? A place? Still waiting on you there, Pete. Um, <laughs> so, the Atlanta Hawks. So, I'd like to start off saying I think the Atlanta Hawks are much better this year than people would have thought. I mean, they're only 3-6, and six, but they could have been 0-9. Oh, 
even with what's his face there. I can't remember his name. Um, what's the what's the rookie's name? Trey Young. Yeah. Which he's been playing pretty decent for them. He's been hey, playing. Jeff. Okay. It's pretty decent. He just you know, he's still trying to figure out the difference of college and NBA. He's still only nineteen. It just. He's still trying to shoot, like, half-court shots, and it doesn't work in the NBA like that. Jim Fernetting it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so... This is tough. I, I wish I knew who I had beforehand. Um, <laughs> Souls, that smile. This is, this, is, this is driving me nuts because I know that the, the, the dead air is killing me. Um, well, the best part, when it's my turn, I'm just going to pick a player off my list <laughs> and just going to roll with <laughs> so, it. Okay, so I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, I don't have a person that they should trade for. Okay. I think they should trade away somebody. Okay. I think that they should try to shop to a better team that maybe needs a little bit of depth. And I think that they, you know, maybe like OKC. Okay. Or a Toronto. Okay. Or something like that. I think that they should try to shop Kent Bazemore. I think they should try to drop his big contract. So I think it's like 70 mil, right, somewhere in that area? Yeah, he has three years left. Right, there's a 70 mil, four-year deal. Mm-hmm. He's 29. He's not a superstar, but he's not bad. He's a serviceable player. Uh, I think he would do very well in a non-me like me situation, which realistically, Kent Bazemore might be the best hawk. He might be. Okay. It's a little up in the air. So my, my thing would be I think that the Hawks should try to shop Kent Bazemore Maybe get a to to a better team because he you know a late first round pick, it would probably be worth Kent Bazemore or maybe a bad team. They're trying to eat salary. That's trying to eat some salary and get maybe like two second round top higher end second round picks like a team that's going to be bad for a little time to come maybe like the Nets, or or like the Magic or the Bulls, um, Suns. Right, you know a team that's going to it's it's in a multi year rebuild and could benefit from having because he's only twenty nine so he's not young but he's not old. And could eat his salary, but benefit from having him on the team, use his scoring, use his semi-okay defensive tactics, and like more, like you said, more importantly, eat eat the salary, and get maybe two high high second round draft picks out of it, or to a better team for maybe like a low end first round pick. That would be my my plausible trade because I don't I don't think the Hawks are in the market to trade for somebody because I think they're still in rebuild mode. I think that they think Trey Young is their piece for the future, but they're still in rebuild mode. I mean, here's the deal. They signed Vince Carter, who's old. Just a roster spot. Right. They have Jeremy Lin, a roster spot. They're they're filling an NBA team to put guys on the court this season, but these aren't the guys that are going to be, you know, the the members of this franchise when they hopefully in three to four years start making fourth, fourth and third seed pushes. So I think that they look to shop away a bigger contract to either bring in young talent or have the money to sign talent on rookie contracts. We forgot to mention when we came back that we're live on the PPR and radio <laughs> network. We jumped right into the rules. You know, he, he's, he's making an attack at me. I, I participated on uh, another podcast recently, and I shouted, uh, shouted out us by neglected on the PPR and radio network. <laughs> so, Peter, I apologize for that. What? Oh no, no! You didn't tell her. Back no, to before. Yeah, we got we got like a half an hour to get through twenty nineteen. Back to back no, before. not no conflict. Just of a interest. quick thing. I agree with you one hundred percent. I think Kemp Bazemore would be, would probably be better for like a team like Oklahoma City, but they need a 
trade somebody. Anybody would be better <laughs> for Oklahoma City. So I agree with that. I agree with that. Or or late second round picks, two of them. Now does that trump whatever they say? Yeah. Because you agree with I, it. Yes. So you take the shot. I already did. All right. Win. I already got a point for you down. So nice. we're good. Mock. So I've won. Green pen. So I've already I won, like, right? So I've I've won. Is that pretty much how this goes? I've won. <laughs> five pegs. I'm really I really love that answer. I really do. Thank you. All right. Uh, tell Kendall his team. Oh, Kendall, you got you're on. No, it's supposed to be Paul. Paul, you're in the deck with the Nets. Oh God. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I, I I came up with a strategy here. It's not gonna work, but I'm gonna roll with it. Um, it's a guy I think can help. Most teams in the league, especially a team looking to make a push like the Celtics will be, J.R. Smith. Oh, God. Not you. Sorry. I, I... See, Kyle wants to not hate it. <laughs> I put. The, I, I forgot that this no, was over I here. I took be, a sip of the bush. I couldn't disagree with you anymore. All right. So, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to block. I'm not going to use my block. Well, no. Now. Here's my thing. Here's my reasoning. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Celtics team is very young. I mean, Kyrie has been to the playoffs been to championships, and, and he's played with J.R. Smith. Um, I think J.R. can come in, give a, another veteran presence. I don't I don't think he has to start, but um, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. But he can come in and and be a somewhat of a leader there, I guess. You know, offer veteran, veteranship. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm going J.R. Smith. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, tell you why that's not a good trade. Well, hold on. Oh, do we get ahead. our votes? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> Fully. <laughs> Wholeheartedly. <laughs> ah, roll the dice. It doesn't matter what I say. Um, <laughs> okay. Actually, it does. <laughs> well, I mean, a tie, what does that mean? That means that Kyle decides. Oh, yeah, he's already. And he's not going to pick me. For <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and tell you why. Uh, this. Gotta, it's the Facebook Live. Is, I don't know if that's the reason, but we have more than one on device on here. I don't know if that's the reason why. Kendall. Well, we'll see. We'll see if, if no, it's we not. won't see if it's not the reason. Then uh, anyways, the Celtics are too guard heavy. You have Kyrie Irving, you have Jason Tatum, you have Jalen Brown, you have Marcus can't Smart. You have, have Terry Rozier. Can't have too many. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> what the Celtics need is is another big man. Aaron Baines is okay, but he's he's not that good. They they need a step up from Al Horford, in my opinion. Okay, I think Al Horford's on the tail end of his career. I think they need another center or another big man for power forward. I agree with you, but slightly disagree with you. I don't think they need to step up from Al Horford. I think they need depth. I think they missed their window. They should have signed Tyson Chandler. Or they could, or it's like a Dwayne Dedman from Momentum. So, Mark, you were wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so this is going exactly where I thought it was going to go. Paul, back to you. Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kendall, you're on deck with the Hornets. Sure thing. Paul? <laughs> we're here on the PPRN Radio Network. Just want to make sure. Hey, real quick, a big shout-out to uh, our uh, fearless leader, Peter Pino, driving down to Florida this weekend in the panhandle yeah. to donate some um, goods uh, to Gator, long-time listener. Uh, Raised a lot PLR. of money. Yeah, and it's a big commitment. He drove all the way to Florida. It's basically two days. Yeah, him and so, Uncle Bob. Yeah, Good Uncle, for you shout guys. Uncle Bob. I'm curious, uh, tomorrow, uh, hopefully I'll find out about uh, the antics of Uncle Bob on this trip. Uncle Robert. I imagine a lot of that trip was driven without pants. I imagine. I, I also, a lot of graham crackers. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm anticipating. You think because you had no teeth? What? <laughs> you need teeth to have graham crackers. Um, so I think that the Brooklyn Nets, I'm going to go ahead and do the same thing I did for the Hawks. I think they should trade away. I think that the Nets are not, and, and I, I'm fully aware that I, I'm going to be taking a shot for this one. 
um, but this is this is honestly my opinion on the Nets. I think the Nets have been really uh, fucked by their general ma- management because of the Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade, and they. So ha- you're saying before this. Oh. You're saying Billy King, not the not the current. Right, right, right. Okay. They 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 have they have not been able to build because of that trade for two veterans past their prime, and I think that they are now getting they're on the tail end of that. They're getting ready to get draft picks again. They're getting ready to be able to have high draft picks because of their play. I mean, they're they're an eight seed right now, but that's going to fall. They're not going to make the playoffs. Um, I think that they should look to shop D'Angelo Russell. I really do. I don't. Hear, my reasoning is because they're a team going nowhere fast, and they, well, they are have, every year. But they have the ability to do a real rebuild, and I think that they can get a lot of return for D'Angelo Russell if they were to trade him this season. Because this season he's only making a $7-plus million cap hit, and next year's only $9 million cap hit. He's still making rookie money. But he – so you got to think a team that – whatever team they trade him to, contender or not, is not going to have to open up the checkbook high for him. So we're talking $9 million next year and $7 million with a remainder of whatever for this year. And a te- there's a lot of teams that could use a point guard that can get stuff done. Look at a team like Chicago. Chris Dunn's out for an extended period of time, and, and Chris Dunn's not a scoring point guard. You know, Chris Dunn could be a very serviceable off-the-bench point guard defensively, like a Rajon Rondo type of thing. There's other teams that can benefit from point guards as well. So, like I said, it's not a popular opinion, and I think there's a very good chance I take the shot for this, but I think that they can get a high return for... D'Angelo Russell because he's a higher caliber player in a position that's very important that's not making a lot of money right now and isn't going to have to until the end of next NBA season. Is he not in his rookie? Is he not? He's got one more year after one this. He makes seven mil in this year and then he's making nine mil next year. So that's not a big cap hit in the NBA these days. No. And I think a te- I think there's teams that could really benefit from having him. Contending type teams that could benefit from having him. I think that a team even like the Sixers could benefit from having someone like him. Not that Ben Simmons can't bring the ball up every game, but it gives you that dual threat type of thing like a Chris Paul, James Harden type of deal, and you do that with Ben Simmons and Russell. And it gives you somebody that can create their own shot or create lanes for people. I'm not saying it has to be the Sixers, but I think that they can get a decent return from a team that doesn't need their first-round pick, like the Sixers. The Sixers don't need their first-round pick this year. They don't. They are built strong on youth, and that youth is going to carry them to – potentially multiple Eastern Conference championship seats. And I, th- I just I think that they're, they're getting ready to start getting their draft picks back. Why not add a little bit of firepower to that and get some youth forward? Now, question for you. Because I don't think there's ever – and the reason I say it, the, my real reasoning behind it, there isn't anybody that's going to make – anybody except for maybe Kevin Durant or LeBron James, and that's even a stretch in my opinion, that's going to make the Brooklyn Nets a contender – and there isn't anybody else on that team that's really worth a whole lot to other teams. Okay. I agree with you. Um, I agree with you because of Spencer Dinwiddie being there, of why they can let him go. Now, my question to you, to, for you to guarantee the point, what team do you think he would get traded to? To D'Angelo Russell? Yeah. What team makes the most sense for you? If they're going for a high draft pick, I would say a team like either the Sixers. Just be 
it, it, you know, like I said, a team that the Sixers have some money to spend. They were looking at both LeBron and Kawhi and got neither of them. They still have got money in the bank. So, like a team like the Sixers would be a team that I could see him being on. I don't, I don't know that he would necessarily go there, but I could see him being on a team like that, and I could also see him being a member of the Nuggets. That one's a little tough for me because of Jamal Murray and what they got there. But so, I think, but I also think that D'Angelo Russell could play the two. If they're going, if they're going for draft picks, if they're not going for draft picks, if they're if they're not going for high draft picks, they're going for multiple draft picks. The Phoenix Suns. That's exactly what I was going to say. If the first thing that came to my mind was you, when you said that was Phoenix. They need another point guard. You can. They want to win now. It's proven they're trying to win now. If they're going, if they're going for, because here's the deal. Phoenix is probably not going to do that well. But they're not going to do terrible, terrible. They could better get a, a good team. They they could probably get a high teens draft pick. And for a team like Phoenix that wants to win now, Phoenix might be willing to overpay and give him two first round picks. And you can give him. You can pay and him that up could with very Devin easily Booker, be Josh Jackson, DeAndre Ayton. So for this year, that might work out as an eleventh round pick, and maybe, maybe, maybe Phoenix gives him a protected pick. But like I said, hundred percent agree. I agree with you hundred percent. Kendall, got anything to say? I agree with a lot of what you guys said. Sorry, I'm kind of dealing with a a, a crisis. Without broadcast, but yes, I, I agree. Oh, who the hood I got? Um, Charlotte. Charlotte, huh? The old Bobcats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I took the liberty of giving myself a little cheat sheet here, uh, kind of a depth chart. That's I fine. know the players, but I, I uh, don't exactly know the position that well. Um, so... It's tough because it's a team that, for for my what I'm trying to say is very kind of like namesake players, uh, Kemba and Tony Parker, you know Jeremy Lamb. Um, I look at a guy like a, a Marvin Williams, who looks like he's backed up by Kid Gilchrist. I don't really know what, like, statistically what you know what what the minutes for either of them are. Um, well, they're both thirty because they both start. Well, <laughs> So I feel like perhaps perhaps some youth uh, would be beneficial to them. I mean, I don't, you guys would know better than I. Um, trying to find somebody who's perhaps uh, younger uh, that would be a good addition for them, um, and that would be a reasonable addition. Um, this might have to be a two-hour segment. <laughs> <laughs> so though I think. He, uh, perhaps uh, disabled right now. I don't know. Um, for the Clippers, uh, I have him here. It says he's injured. I don't know what his injury is. Uh, what about uh, Moot? Moot from the Clippers. I I, know, I call him a Moa Moot. Mute? Mute. Block. You're blocking it. Okay. You're completely wrong. Okay. Love this segment. <laughs> Hope you guys are enjoying it also. All right. So here you go. Here's the private side. Um, shit. Second time that's happened. One, Luke Babamute is not young. Um, two. How old is he, Kyle? He's like 30 something. How old? Right. So if you're going to keep Marvin Williams, is better off. So the Charlotte Hornets are in a difficult, difficult position. They've wasted a lot of money on free agents. I'll make this quick. Um, they wasted, wasted a lot of money on free agents. 
Like, they spent a lot of money. Nick Batum's making over $100 million, I think. Okay. So, with, I think they, do, they need to release all that. They got to trade Kemba because you're not, you're not 100% sure if, you, if he's going to stay. So, you trade Kemba, you get a first-round pick. You, and you, or, Easily. Or if you want to keep Kemba and try to make a push for a playoff seed this year, you got to get a better center than Cody Zell. You got to get a physical center. If, if the Mavericks are, are shot towards the end, or towards like a shot towards the trade deadline, you trade for DeAndre Another Jordan. Another team that missed out on Tyson Chandler's free agency. You trade for like a DeAndre Jordan, who is on a, on a one year deal anyways, and they're looking to release that contract. Shout out to Jeff Martin, tuning in on Facebook Live. J Mart, right, we miss you. The next one. Okay, and then we got Kendall again, Chicago Bulls. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do mine. Okay. Who is is am I after Kendall? Yes. All right. I have the Cavs. Kendall, you have the Bulls. So you Mavericks you need to next. do your homework for the Bulls. Okay. I know. I'm trying to make sure Facebook Live is going in and out. So I'm trying. To... Who, who cares? Well, so it's it's a Cleveland Cavaliers. Podcast. Cleveland Cavaliers need to change everything, but I think that they lost their biggest trade piece in Kevin Love because he got surgery and he's out for six weeks. Um, I don't think any team. I think I think any team. Kevin Love is proven to have dominance, and I think Kevin Love could be. The Kevin Love of old again. I mean, I, I don't see him being the the twenty twenty guy that he was in Minnesota, but because you know, but he's more of a scorer now and less of a, of a defensive mastermind. But I think he can still be good. So here's my thing. I think the Cleveland Cavaliers trade Kyle Korver to the Lakers for either. A second round pick or like a first round pick, top ten protected, something like that. Um, I think the Lakers are so high on their season. I think that they think they're going to win, but the Lakers need three point shooting. I don't know that the Lakers are going to try to acquire a three point shooter because they keep signing people that can't shoot threes. But they need three point shooting and they need it desperately. And I think the Lakers would be a perfect fit for somebody like Corver, somebody who's not going to doesn't create their own shot. Somebody who's going to run up and down the court and is going to be a catch-and-shoot type of guy. Lonzo Ball will have a field day finding Corver who gets open behind the arc. So will Kuzma. So will LeBron, who has chemistry with Corver. So will somebody like a Brandon Ingram. I think all those guys could very much benefit from somebody like Kyle Corver because Corver is not a run-down-the-floor, plan-his-feet-and-wait-for-the-ball-to-come-to-him type of guy. He's a guy that moves around, much like Ray Allen used to do, and find his open spot, catch and quick release, and shoot it. The Lakers desperately need it. I think they're the team that should really they should make the push for the Cavs to go to um, that type of trade. And the, the the problem is I don't really know what compensation they'd get in return. Corver's thirty seven. He's only making seven and a half mil. Um, I feel like a second round pick would be second good. round pick or like I said I think the Lakers if they wanted to gamble they could do like a top fifteen protected because I think the Lakers still think that they're in it to win it, but. If they continue to play the way they're playing, and they end up getting the 13th pick, they got Corver for nothing. Mm-hmm. I I see something like that happening. What do you guys think? They're a team that needs that piece to push them to the next level, and they could get them without having to spend a lot doing it. My bold prediction, and this this is off the the point air type of deal, is I could also see the Cavs trading away Corver and their first round pick this year for somebody like Kyle Kuzma the Lakers. I don't think the Lakers I think I think the only two people on the Lakers roster that are untouchable 
are Ball and James. Sorry, three. Ball, James, and I think Ingram. I think they're really high on what Ingram's going to be able to do with LeBron. And Ingram's been playing very well. But I, I, don't, I don't think that they would be opposed to moving Kuzma for the right price, which might be two first-round picks and Corver. But that's, my, that's the bold statement. I think Corver, I think Corver to the Lakers. I think the Cavs, if they were to trade, and I think I knew you were going to follow up with where I think he would land. So Lakers, okay. I think would be the best best fit. Chemistry team that needs him. What do you guys think? I disagree. <laughs> you know why? Because I have the private stock. <laughs> I don't know who you were talking about because I was focused on something else. Else, but I think George Hill is the answer to all this, and I'll tell you why. Here's a guy who has made a very successful career at being consistent. Uh, the Cavs right now are in a tough place. You know, LeBron is gone. Uh, a team with perhaps no identity. A guy, a team that you know has really nothing to play for. George Hill could you know hop in and you could move the ball effectively. Mock, do you Start. disagree? I agree with you. Souls, Keno, you're drinking. That's fine. Because, one, is George Hill playing the one or two? God, I don't know. <laughs> you, 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 want, you want everyone to agree with what you're saying? What kind of freaking show is that? It's no fun. Okay, well. Did you, well, like, did you agree with me or no? 100%. All right. This game's a lot of fun. <laughs> nah. Kendall, <laughs> Kendall, you up with the Bulls. Okay, I've done a lot of research uh, during the few minutes here. I'm looking at the point guard list here, and I'm unimpressed <laughs> with a lot of these names. Chris Dunn, Cameron Payne. Ryan Arkalokonogonogono, Tyler Eulis, <laughs> Shaquille Harrison. Uh, don't really care for any of those guys. Uh, I think, I don't look at the rest of the roster. I'm, I'm, Levine, Justin Holiday, uh, Laurie Markkinen, Bobby Portis, huge Bobby Portis fan myself. Uh, so I find the point guard to kind of be the low spot here. I'm thinking about the Trailblazers, a team that is kind of on the cusp of, you know, hey, what are we doing here? Uh, do we win now or do we just dump everybody? Uh, and here's a guy, Damian Lillard. Now, I don't know who you're going to give up with a guy like that. He's you know, a proven winner. Uh, he's, he's a valuable player. I don't know who the Bulls can give. I don't With lottery picks, I don't know where they stand. I don't even know if the Trailblazers care about that. I'd imagine they would. Um, but I think a huge positive addition uh, at point guard would be a Lillard uh, to the Bulls, and I think it would be a good fit. So you're saying Lillard to the Bulls? I am. I agree. <laughs> Don't give a shit if it's going to happen or not. I 100% agree. Mark? Think about it. Right now, oh, we, I'm we, thinking. We've, I, we've I, discussed on the show that the Trail Blazers right now are kind of at a go ahead or dump everything. Here's the deal. Well, okay. the Blazers right now are sitting at third in the standings in the West. Here's okay. the deal. All right. I'll, I agree. This, we're doing this to be realistic. So we're doing this to be realistic. And, and Kendall, this isn't a shot at you. I'm sorry. I disagree. And the reason I disagree is because. If anyone's leaving the Blazers, it's C.J. McCollum, not Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is the most clutch player in the NBA. Damian Lillard is the Portland Trail Blazers. C.J. McCollum is very good, and C.J. is an absolute beast, especially when Kyle's playing defense with him in 2K. Guy averages 30 steals a game. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that that's Dame's team, and if anyone's going to leave, it's going to be C.J. McCollum, not Dame. See, I agree with you on the position. I'm going to give you half a point because I know the position is correct. I think they need another point guard. Because their backup point guard is Cameron Payne, and he's fucking terrible. Okay? I don't know. Like, I would have to do, like think about it a little bit, but I'm going to give you a half a point because I agree with the position. Thank you. So I got a point. 
get a half. I got a point. Kyle, we're not doing fractions. <laughs> I get a point. I argued with him the other day about this. I just did. I get a full right. point. Thank you. Am I up? And uh, up. Caleb Mox, Swing Mox is back garbage. To back. Okay. Mavericks. Huh. Well, Here's the deal. This game will go a lot quicker if you just say if you just say fuck it and drink the private stock. Listen, Mark Cuban, he's a shark. He wants to make a splash. Drink the private <laughs> stock. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Mark Cuban, now here's the guy. <laughs> Listen, Jimmy Butler can go to any team, make an impact. He can go down to Dallas, really get him sparked. Yeah, you're wrong. Why am I wrong? They're, you're wrong because they're going through a youth movement. They, so they have a shooting guard. Leadership. They Boy, have a shooting down to guard. Dallas. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in the <laughs> they, have a, they have a rookie shooting guard of Luka Doncic. Uh, they what have a guard? Rookie. They have Dennis Smith Jr. They have Harrison Barnes under contract for the next The Mavericks two. are the closest thing this NBA has to what the Sixers did. They're the next process. As of right now, they're the next process. Like a Kenneth Reed makes a ton of sense for them. They need a rebounder. They need a power forward. Dirk's getting there. They need a. They need a physical four. Another team that missed out on Tyson Chandler's free agency. <laughs> I so, just want that to be known that that's going to be a reoccurring theme throughout this. There are so many teams that could have benefited from the services. You know, okay. Tyson Chandler. I feel like he made this game up just to get us. I gave you <laughs> multiple things. Oh, you're the Nuggets. <laughs> so Jeff weighs in. He says, "Soul's smelliest player, Nuggets." Mock. You know, the Nuggets. They play in Denver. They could really use Jimmy <laughs> Butler. No, no, I, I would like to see. This is just something I would like to see, I guess. It's not going to happen. So I guess I got to double shot it. Mellow. Mellow back to Denver. Actually, I don't hate it. Does everyone agree? I agree. But have a shot anyway. <laughs> and the reason I, I agree because Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Is, is hurt this year. Rockets are playing below their expectations. And I think that if Melo go back to Denver, they can give him some depth in the bench. Yeah, slap the point on my name there, guy. I, I'll give you a point. I, <laughs> I, I like that one. Didn't get blank. Am I up now? Um, Kendall's up. <coughs> Detroit. Ah. The old Pistons. Let me glance at the roster real quick and see what we're dealing with. The Pistons begin with a P, correct? <laughs> I just got to find them on my sheet. Hmm. Oh, I see. They did it by first team. I see. This this is <laughs> hilarious on that video. Feed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. Randy Jackson. I got to tell you, dog. <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> it's a no for me on your answer. Listen, oh. Jeff's got it right. He said the Nuggets need Omira Seek. <laughs> Jeff, I was told if I say that, I lose. All right, so here's a loses anyway. Here's a big standout for me. I'm looking at the shooting guard position. Langston Galloway is not starting. What an error on the behalf of the Pistons organization. An error, incorrectable perhaps. But I'll tell you how we can correct it right now. We're moving Langston to that starting position. Reggie Bullock, get out of here. You are a waste. And we're also moving Ish Smith up to starting point guard. And uh, Jose, Cal Ho Cal Jose Calderon. God, just let me have my moment. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm very happy with... Is Jose Calderon on another team where he's the only person with a 
I'll tell you what, we're going we're gonna to up the uh, small forward position. Um, Stanley Johnson, Glenn Robinson, uh, Kyrie Thomas, I haven't even heard of this guy. Can I, can uh, I step in with something that might be unpopular for this game? I think the Pistons do nothing. I think that's the best thing the Pistons can do. I understand it's, it's, it's in poor nature of the game, but I think the Pistons are in a good spot. I think the Pistons are in a spot where they're going to get a decent draft pick. I think that they've been drafting decent, and I think that they have a very good one-two punch down low. They're a little weak in the backcourt, and they're a little weak in terms of depth. But I think that Blake Griffin is going to turn his career around in Detroit, and he's been showing it so far this season. And I think that Andre Drummond is playing better, not necessarily on the stat sheet, because he's being able to do what Andre Drummond does, which is Dwight Howard, Orlando Magic type things. Play defense and score in the paint. I, I, in my opinion, I think the Detroit Pistons' best move is to do nothing. I'm adding Shumpert. The Kings are doing nothing fast. Here's a guy, solid, you know, he spreads the ball around, you know, he's a serviceable guy. I think you can fill that role. Just give him another half a point and move on. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you because it's a non-terrible trade, but... So I get two full points for the previous and this one. <laughs> <laughs> this half points thing is garbage. Yeah. Well, just give me a full this. point. Mark and I, it's going to be last. Hold on, okay? I'm listening. We're tied right now. Detroit definitely needs a shooting guard slash small forward. They do. So Shumpert is a logical choice. It's a logical choice, yes, but is he the right choice? No. So are you the GM? I should be. All right, so Shumpert, I'll get a point. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the deal. If the Kings, any of us can be the GM. <laughs> All right, Mark, you're up with the Warriors. Now, I think it's safe to say, <laughs> though, I mean, do they have to trade? I, I, you don't have to. It's up to you. Yeah. So I, I don't think they do. I mean, to me, I mean, you watch Warriors play. There's really no weak spot. Um, they could trade. Like for me, I can get in there and throw passes. That would be a signing, not a trade. (laughs) No, I'm already signed. I'm in the the L league. But uh, I, I don't think the Warriors trade anything. Paul. Am I, is it my turn, or am I commenting I'm on asking, I'm asking. Kendall already said he agrees. Um, because my thing is, I think they need more depth on the bench. I think they need another J.R. Smith, and I think they need another... <coughs> I, think, I think they need to get J.R. Smith, or they can take Kyle Korver. Or a Channing Fly. They need somebody else on that bench. But I don't disagree with you. I think they're, I think they're good in where they are. Yeah, I mean they're 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 a good team. I'm saying if they if they were to trade something, it's something for the bench to get deep. Paul, do you agree? You know who I think's the perfect guy for them to trade for? Mike Dunleavy. Is he even still playing? I don't well, okay, trade or sign. I'm not sure to be honest with you. <laughs> I'll drink the private talk if he's not. But I think Mike Dunleavy would be the perfect person to come off the bench with him. I don't think I've seen him in a long time. Since he was a bull. Should I give him a point? Who, Mock? Give him a third of a point. Oh, come <laughs> on. No, give him a half a point. Kyle's trying to write with the pen unclicked. I got you a point. I'll take the private side. It's not a bad answer. Paul, you're up with the Rockets. All take right. it easy, Peter. This is pretty easy for me, Jimmy Butler. I think they need the trade for Jimmy I got Butler. Hey, coming my way. Hey, wait a minute. He was already traded. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Rockets need to trade for Jimmy Butler, and I'm going to further my argument, which is definitely going to cause Kyle to take some private stock. The Rockets not only need to give away the picks that they're offering to give away, 
But if the Rockets really want to get on the Timberwolves' side on this and get Jimmy but- the Jimmy Butler deal done before, way before the trade deadline, the Rockets would be wise to trade away their picks, maybe some other role player type of deal. They need to take Jimmy Butler, and they need to take Gordy Dang, and they need to eat his contract. Whether they cut him or whatever, Gordy Dang is making a lot. Gordy, Gordy, whatever the fuck his name I'll is. I'll take another thing on the private side. Who's the one player the Rockets have to trade in that, in that deal? Clint, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was like, "Fuck you." Um, that's rough. If you answer correctly, I'll take a shot. All right. Hold on one. Second. God, this seems like an opinion question, yeah, though. Exactly. <laughs> like, Kendall, you're up back to back with Pacers and Clippers, so be ready. Easy. They're they're trading for each other, so <laughs> I'm gonna answer in one question. If that's fine. So they'd have to Play for trade player. to Timberwolves. To the Timberwolves. Hmm. See, that's tough, because they could really use the services of Eric Gordon, but I think that's too high caliber. Do I take the private stock if I get it wrong? No. All right, I think that they should trade however many first-round picks that they've they've already agreed on with this type of deal, and Brandon Knight. And then they eat. Okay, good. The answer is Eric Gordon. The only way that trade makes, the only way that trade works is because of the salary of Eric Gordon. Listen, Trebek. I understand that, but they, I think, I, the reason I don't think that trade works is because I think in order for them to get Eric Gordon, they have to lose a first-round pick out of the deal. Because they were willing to give away three first-round picks for Jimmy Butler, and the Timberwolves, I feel like, would be willing to say, okay, if you take Gorgie Ding's contract. If now you throw Eric Gordon into the mix, not only are the Rockets like kind of they're, they're parring out contracts per se, but they're losing a much more talented player than they're getting in return. Because the three first-round picks are for Jimmy Butler. Now you're pretty much trading Gorgie Dang for Eric Gordon straight up, and you got to be some type of asshole to do that. <laughs> All right, insert Kendall. Indiana. <laughs> so I'm looking to do player for player, because I have all the Clippers also back-to-back. So what, I, what I'm looking to do here is to give a player, like almost imagine this being a real-life trade, a player that benefit both of them. For the Pacers, I am not impressed with Kylo Quinn or Miles Turner. I'm just not. Kylo Quinn. Block. Taking Nick- this. You're taking this. <laughs> you, you, so, just, just stop talking. So just let, stop me, talking. let me continue here. No. Uh, Kylo Quinn played for the Knicks. Do you want to pass this one? Hold you on. Know, let me, let, me, just, let me just finish this thought. Marcin Gortat, big fan of his. Kendall, and just either pass or take a shot. It's up to you, bro. I'm taking the shot. Uh, so Gortat. <laughs> to the Pacers. And, I mean, we'll look at the Pacers. Small forward with Gallinari. Great. Let's get Doug That's McDermott over there. He doesn't, he doesn't even play for Indiana. That's what I have. This list was as of today. Callen Hardy played for the Clippers, you jack. No, I'm trading Pacers for the Clippers. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's a shot back to you. <laughs> no. That was the whole pre- <laughs> All right, so you know what? I have just earned a free. So what did Martin Singer talk? Okay, Martin Singer played for the Clippers. So you tell me. Pacers, you're not Clippers. In, you're not impressed. I'm not impressed. With Miles Turner. He's probably the sixth or seventh best center in basketball. Right okay. Now. Sixth or seventh best? Yeah. Okay, great. You know how many sixth, seventh best players there are in any league? Kendall. Marcy Quartat is a fucking downgrade for Miles Turner. Okay, but we have He's to He's 23 years old, Kendall. We have to give a trade. Can I chime in? We have to give a trade. This is the Pacers. This is the Pacers. Do you pass? Can I, can I move Do you that pass or take the shot? I'll only pass if you take the shot for being wrong. Okay, about fine, fine. Good. I don't care. I... It's... Explicitly said what I was doing beforehand, and you didn't listen. Because <laughs> you know why? Because you're a bad friend. 
Yeah, he sets us up with this game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, tr I, I trade. In my opinion, what puts the Pacers over the edge to be a three-seed or better, I think that they trade away Bojan. I think they trade away Al Jefferson. And I think they trade away a second-round pick, and they receive Otto Porter Jr. Okay. A lot more fucking sense. Come to half a point for a pass. They, they, they need... <laughs> I have three full points. <laughs> three full points. Now, it's, it's a big contract points. to eat, but it's somebody that can put up a lot of points in a hurry. Um, it's a less impressive Clay Thompson, if you will, type of deal. Three-point shooting threat. Somebody who can move with the ball. But the Wizards... Kind of trying to argue with me. I got the roster right in front of me. The Wizards need, the Wizards need more, not talent, but just people. They need more people that can do something with the ball. Whether it's create their own shot or not, they need more people that can do stuff. And the Pacers, they don't need a lot in terms of scoring. And I think Otto Porter Jr. would be a perfect fit for that team. Right, I think on. they have a lot of dominance down low in the paint. I, I agree. They, I think they have. Me. I think they have arguably, and this this is a bold statement, Kyle. And I'll take the shot for it if you full heartedly disagree. But I think Oladipo could could make a run for most improved player. I don't think so, just because of how what he did last year. Yeah, I think he's going to be a lot better. Because he's already, you know, his three-game win. I mean, I understand. I'll take the shot because I think most improved player for Oladipo would be MVP. But that guy is pretty fucking good. He, the in, the Oklahoma City Thunder are the Buffalo Bills of the NBA. They're the, they're the team that have players having success elsewhere. So I'm going to give Ken another half point because he said Gallinari, who I think they need to trade anyways. And I don't know where he's going. So, Paul, Lakers. <laughs> So, to go off the Cavs, I think the Lakers are in desperate need of three-point shooting. And I think the Cavs are a team that are looking to get rid of some three-point shooting. But I'm going to trade it up. Or trade it up. I'm going to switch it up a little bit. I think the Lakers deal a unprotected first-round pick and a second-round pick in 2020 for Corver, Smith, and a top three protected pick from the Cavs. So you're getting the band back together. Yes. Here's the, the deal. The boys are Here's back deal. in town. It was, it's a shitty thing that happened for J.R. Smith, and I understand, you know, but I, at the end of the day, the NBA is about winning games. LeBron, nobody knows that more than LeBron James. And LeBron James knows what J.R. Smith adds to the table, and if anybody in the entire Lakers organization is to know more basketball than Magic Johnson. It's LeBron James, and LeBron James knows that they need three-point shooting. Lonzo Ball is not a three-point threat. He's making threes. Nobody on the team is a three-point threat. Right. Kuzma's not a three-point They have a bunch of players that can make threes, but they're not three-point threats. LeBron's not even a three-point <coughs> threat. He can make them better than anybody else on the team, but when LeBron's your best three-point shooter, that's saying something about your three-point depth. If they were to add Corver and J.R. Smith off the bench, that gives them so much firepower from behind the arc. And if they were to do it for a first-round pick unprotected and a second-round pick, they're virtually giving away not a lot. Because those two players, I think if they were to acquire them, is enough to put the Lakers in a 7-6 seed. And so they wouldn't, they'd be losing a gamble pick. Which anybody who knows the NBA knows, if you're picking in the late teens and early 20s, it's a gamble pick. The only surefire things, and that's not even saying surefire, but the only picks that are really high volume worth it are your top ten picks. 
Those are the players that you know are going to make an impact for the most part. I understand there's, you know, the Greg Odins of the world and whatnot and the Darko Milicics. But for the most part, go back in history, go back over the past decade and look at all the players that are picked in the top ten in the NBA drafts. Most of them are doing pretty good for themselves. You guys agree? I was going to disagree, but his reasoning is pretty airtight. <laughs> I looked at the roster. He's right. Not? I agree. Kyle, do you agree? 100%. Mock Memphis. Notice a no half point I for picked, Paul. I picked the wrong career. <laughs> what I need to be is, I believe the career positioning is Soul's Dick Rider. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I was debating on passing this one, but then I, I I thought of something. I don't know how much it fits. Hey, no matter what you get, you're gonna get a point. I'll get the half point. <laughs> so just go with it. But but here I, I'm looking. I mean, Memphis right now. It's evident that Kyle has an agenda, so just roll with it. Memphis right now, hold on, I just I was just looking at it, is the five seed in the West. I think they should trade Blockbuster. I don't know what they would have to give up. A lot. Netflix, perhaps. <laughs> with the Knicks for Porzingis. Block. What team is this? Make a block. Didn't Make think it was going to work. <laughs> what team is this? Memphis. <laughs> so, Memphis. Well, big reason why I think Porzingis might not play this year. Oh, he's so hurt. <laughs> Didn't know that. So, all I'm, right. I'm just going to quickly go ahead and say this. <laughs> Memphis, the so only thing still the, watching. the only thing that they can do. Oh, is not watching anymore? I don't know. No. The only thing that they can do is trade Chandler Parsons' contract. Okay? Yeah. Only thing they can do. Don't clap at me. <laughs> <laughs> they got Conley back. They got Gasol back. By the way, quick shout-out to the listeners. Uh, we are not going to break because we've still got a lot of teams to cover. Yeah. Okay. But that's all right. We don't need to go to break. There's a lot of good banter going on. Who needs breaks? So, Kit Kats. In, in my opinion, they do need another small forward. Since I can't use my laptop, it's just cooling my arm off. Real quick, has the Facebook Live improved? What, what do you mean? Well, it was cutting out. I, I, I stopped using it. I put it by the window. It was, if, if it's not the primary one, then Paul can use his laptop. Nah, it's alright. Uh, We've made a living off of not using it so far. So far, I haven't had to drink anything. We're good. So, my opinion is that Dallas needs a small forward or a shooting guard, okay? A starter. They don't need a backup. The bench is pretty deep as it as it is already. Alright, so Memphis is a team that's looking forward to improve. Because with Conley back in general, they're already a playoff contender. Last year, they were so bad because they didn't have Mike Conley. So, if they add another scoring piece, I'm not saying it's going to happen. But if a, a reuniting with Rudy Gay could make a lot of sense for that team. So, that sentence has never been uttered, ever. <laughs> so, so if Porzingis was healthy, it makes sense. The Knicks aren't going to trade Porzingis. Kyle, that's not the game we're playing. Yes, it is, kind of. No. <laughs> kind no, of. No, it's not. Uh, anyways. Just both of you take a shot. And Paul, move on. half a point. No. Paul, Miami. What are you, what are you whispering about me? No, I said Milwaukee. I think he just said he didn't like your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Miami, Paul. Trade Twain Wade. Bad. Bad answer. <laughs> Bad answer. <laughs> Poor Zimmer to Memphis. Trade him to the Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> One last run. Um, hold on, I gotta look something up. Banter. Banter, banter. Well, so I, I feel like I've been cheated out of points this All entire right. well, run. Well, Kendall, go. Go to Milwaukee. Milwaukee? Okay. Uh, so I'm looking here, and I... Here, there's one name that really stands out to me, a, a guy who I have not liked no matter where he's played, and I, perhaps I'm a hater, is Mr. Brooke Lopez. 
serviceable guy, but I just I feel like in the center position you could do way better. I you know as as a Nick fan, I like Houston all around, but I am a Nick fan. Stated here tonight. I don't Nick think fan. Jeff's watching, so you don't. It have doesn't to say matter. That. I, but I'm but. The standard is the same <laughs> because I like I like the Rockets because I like the Astros because I like the Texans. I can't. It's a, those are secondary teams. I like the city, but circling all back, I think they could do way better at the center position. Um, an upgrade, you know, it's funny. I, I'm looking at a bunch of these these rosters, and it's kind of like everything is an upgrade from Brook Lopez, but. It's the, the the player who makes the most sense, you know, financially, and a, a guy, you know, not not an old man, you know. It, it, it's it's tough for me as I'm as I'm going through real quick. Um, oh, are you going? Are you going, Omar? <laughs> no, uh, I'm having a real tough time picking somebody that makes sense, and I know I'm going to pick the wrong person, you know, because obviously that's Kyle's how. <laughs> he, he's he's waiting for me to no, say the wrong. Can I help you? Is it okay yeah. if I help him real quick? Okay. Well, I want to I go ahead. As long as you get a half point out of the deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a half point regardless. <laughs> so the, the position that you're saying, I 100% agree with. Thank you. All you have to do is get one wrong. Kendall's back in the mix. Okay. So my, my opinion, if the Miami Heat, okay, fall really out of out of the potential. <coughs> I'm sorry. Out, out of potential. Ouch. Wow. Out of, like, the playoff race, Hassan Whiteside for the Milwaukee Bucks makes the most sense out of everybody. That's Actually, very interesting, considering the next team up. <laughs> you know, it's because funny. I made a note here about Hassan Whiteside. I also have Udonis Haslam as an add-on. One, I get, like, Miami has been trying to trade him anyway because of what happened last year in the playoffs. So him going, yeah. him going, that to, was bad. <laughs> him going to Milwaukee and pairing with Giannis and Eric Bledsoe makes a lot of sense to me because they, they're adding athleticism to the big man. You, you can bring Brooke off the bench. Okay. Athleticism? Yeah, dude, I'm fucking kind of hammered, so get off my ass. Uh, oh, I'm in your ass. <laughs> so, it's dirty. So, to me, like, I agree with you 100%. Brooke, well, Brooke Lopez is very good. He's a very good scoring center, but has no defensive value. If you bring Hassan Whiteside, you have the best of both worlds. Thon Maker is a it's, <laughs> it, it's 20 years old. He has a lot to learn. Terrible he, name, by the way. He's not, he's not <laughs> ready for what's been thrown at him. So, I agree with you 100%. Brooke Lopez needs to be... I, yes, and I agree. Just give him a half point. Let's move on. You guys should, should I give him a full point or half? It doesn't matter. Just give me the half point. Give him the full. I deserve a full point for everything except for maybe one. Three. If his name was Thongmaker, it would make a big difference. <laughs> so, Miami. Uh, Deion Waiters to the Oklahoma City Thunder for a draft pick. All right. Oklahoma City needs depth. Deion Waiters' contract needs to be moved. Um, he's not making a whole lot of money, but $12 million is still a good chunk of change. I also disagree with Kendall. You didn't ask us. I pretty much said I agree with Kyle. Um, <laughs> so, I, just think the, I think the Heat need to get rid of a couple contracts. There's, there's a few contracts that are a little appalling. Hassan Whiteside is the biggest of them, but he also has the most return for his contract, potentially at least. Um, Gordon Drogic, his contract is a, is a little... Yikes. Well, that's what I'm about to say. I, I'm going disagree, to disagree with you just because of that. Drogic's contract is up this year. He's a free agent after this year. So I think if the Heat if the Heat fall out, which I don't think they will because the East is so weak, I think the Heat move him to a, a more contending team. See, I think Deion Waiters, 
I agree with you that Gordon Dredgick would be a good addition to a contending team, but I think that Dion Waiters is a better, better addition to a team desperately needing depth. And I think that OKC would really benefit from that, and I think that they could get him for almost nothing, considering that they probably have some money to spend when you consider that they are that they make, have three players probably making 50% what of their salary. Think? Hold on, hold on. Um, so I'll say those. Hassan Whiteside, my answer, if we had asked this question at the beginning of the season, my answer would have been Justice Winslow. Because I didn't, I honestly was very surprised they re-signed him for three years. He, he's a defensive guy. I understand that, but the Miami Heat are rebuilding. And they're rebuilding in a competitive state. Any team in the East has the luxury right now of rebuilding while still having a chance of making the playoffs. I have a question. So these days, does Waiters start over Wade? Or is it yes. kind of... The, yeah, Wade comes off the bench. Yeah. Off the they bring Wade off the bench just for him, his legs to be fresh. Because he's so, like... You got to remember, Wade, as much as LeBron did in his whole career, you got to remember that, that Wade carried the heat. Yeah, carried I, I, the heat. I, I, Wade's I like recall. an Iverson. Wade's like today's Iverson. Wade has a lot of damage to his body because of how physically he played down the paint. So I guess a follow-up question. Uh, because that's the other thing, too. LeBron mismatched on guards in the perimeter... And took advantage of him with his with his speed, or not guard, sorry, big men on his perimeter took advantage of the speed, drove in and dunked. Whereas Dwayne Wade tried to take advantage to smaller guards and bring them down low, and take, you know, a dozen dribbles to get him down to the post, and then would hit a fadeaway. Right. So follow up question to that: Wade's career. Are we are we witnessing like the, his last season? Or this is his we, last season. He's announced he, his he, he announced reti- his retirement. He announced his retirement. This is the end. This is this is his farewell party. He wanted to end it with his old team, which, which right. I respect. Well, which I, I and, and I think I think had things not gone down the way they did with Jimmy Butler being traded to the Timberwolves, I think he would have I think he would have stuck it out with the Bulls because it's his hometown team, and he's he's always he'll always be a Bulls fan at heart. That's one thing you can't take away from a player, no matter how in any sport, no matter wh- whatever player is playing a professional sport, that means they watched that sport growing up and they have a favorite right. team. So, Riddler, I'm sorry about everything you just said. So, you, were you saying uh, waiters for a pick? or Yeah, because the, the Oklahoma City has three players and a bunch of scrubs. Unless, like, Oklahoma City throws, like, a Timothy Luau Cabarro. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, no they might get there. some sort of, they get some sort of, like, unproven youth compensation where, like, Oklahoma City is, like, taking the gamble, where it's like, if he turns out good, well, fuck us, but whatever, we didn't know at the time. Okay, well, then I'll tell deal. you... We'll, we'll but, re- really, Oklahoma City's problem since Kevin Durant has left has been that they have no depth. Right. And with, they have not addressed that issue. With I, I, I agree with they what... They spent all the their money on stars, and it didn't pan out. Then Riddler, still isn't. Riddler, I agree with what you're saying, because obviously, you know, Wade's at the end of his career, and... Perhaps shopping a waiters for a pick, you know, who's not a, perhaps a standout. You know, I, I I agree with that. I think they can get a I think they can get a decent pick because of the contract. I agree. So, Mock, it's you, the Wolves. The Wolves. I mean, I I think it's the easy one where they play up north. <laughs> Big deal for me indoors, of course. Just say the right thing. Well, listen, they got to trade away Butler. I mean, he it, he's obviously not happy there. Why keep that in camp? I think the Rockets are going to offer a good good package. Ship them out, take what you get, and move on. All right. Well, I agree. I have an alternative option. Sell the team to us and let us run it. I'll take I'll take the shot for it because I don't think anybody in the world would agree with me. 
See what you can get for Wiggins. No, I don't disagree with you. I think that Butler, I, I think Butler and Towns That's a half point are a very <laughs> formidable duo that is a lot easier to build around than Wiggins and Towns. I think I think if Minnesota trades, they trade both of them. Wiggins and Butler. I I don't, I see. At the beginning, see the problem is the, the Timberwolves have a very unfortunate, lucky, like charm in their back pocket is that they have potentially the best big man in basketball. He can be the best big man in basketball. He's not. He just can't play defense. But he could be the best big And he can play defense. That's the thing. We've seen him play defense. When he's on, he plays terrific defense, but it's not consistent. If he can get his defensive play consistent, he could very easily be the best big man in basketball. But the problem is, is in today's NBA, it's impossible to build around a big man. It's just impossible. Look at the Pelicans. The Pelicans have struggled to build. Hey, a, hey, hey! I'm not. The no, Pelicans know, are playing good basketball and they're scoring a lot of points, but it's very hard to build around Anthony Davis. And in my opinion, I think that the biggest flaw in the Pelicans' whole Anthony Davis buildup was trying to bring in Boogie. You're building up a big man with another big man. Two big men, even if they can shoot the three, aren't getting it done. Joel Embiid's success comes from having other players like a JJ Redick. Like Surge that can shoot the three. Or or can go down low like Ben Simmons and Surge and dominate in the paint. Or can slash and get to the basket like a Simmons and like a, a Fultz or like a... I'm losing... Uh, I can't think of his name. Not that impressive. Guy, Covington? Yeah, Covington. Like, the Sixers all around have at least two people that can do everything you need to do to score the basketball, and that's why they have success. The Timberwolves do not have that, but it's very hard to build around a big man in today's NBA. Well, interesting you said that. The next team up is the Pelicans. That's to you. Real quick, score update. Um, we're tied 14-14 at the half. Can you give us a quick stat line? Yes. Uh, oh, you do that? I'm going to go pee. <laughs> right now, uh, Mariota, 12 for 15 with a touchdown, 130 yards. It happens. It does happen. Um, Only to Kyle, but it happens. Derrick Henry, two rushes, five yards, and a touchdown. Hey, look at that. <laughs> Stat line prowess. Uh, Deion Lewis, two receptions with the touchdown. On six the, and a half points. On the <laughs> Cowboys' side of the ball, Prescott is 10 for 15, 139 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Amari Cooper, Cole Beasley? Amari uh, Cooper, Alan Hearns. Alan Hearns, very quiet. That was the pickup of the year for me, like two it years was, ago. Yeah, I remember that. But uh, Zeke Elliott, in the first half, twelve for forty-five. So he he's having a good game so far. Decent. Yeah. Um, Is it halftime? Yeah, it's halftime. We're tied fourteen fourteen. Any uh, Facebook interactions we've missed on? I mean, I, uh, I trust Jeff, your judgment. Jeff asked us to uh, put some respect on O'Quinn, but that was a while ago. Yeah, that was I was hitting <laughs> on O'Quinn, uh, but I don't I don't I don't take it back. <laughs> As a Knicks fan, Jeff, I yeah. don't take it back. Um, so we're back to the Pelicans. That's right. So the Pelicans, for me, I I know the question that's going to follow this, but I think in my gut, I think the Pelicans' best move is to trade Anthony Davis. You're not wrong. I don't. I don't think that anything that they can add is going to give them 
championship caliber team. Kyle, grab me a bush. Bex? I'll drink the Bex if you want a bush. No. All right. Are you going to drink the Bex? Nope. Can't Oh. Isn't it an alcoholic? That would be so funny. It'd be perfect for the buzz. Okay. Oh, that'd be hilarious. So, so I know you said it. So here's the deal, and I know the follow-up question is me: Where is it going to go? Because that's a very high-caliber player. I understand that. Um, no, <laughs> I don't think it, Anthony Davis. It, it, if you were now, is he on the last year of his contract? Yes. Okay. So I think it, the thing is, is I think Anthony Davis would have to go to a team that is on the six-seed, five-seed area that's making the push. For a higher seed, I don't see him going to a high seed necessarily. I think the only team that could really – I think if you're looking at the top three seeds of each conference, which in the West right now, I mean, I know the Rockets will probably work things out for themselves throughout the season. But right now you're looking at you're look, at Golden State. You're look, well, you could go to the Warriors. I don't, I don't think they'll trade for him, though. See, that's the only thing I, I disagree with you. If Anthony Davis gets traded, he's going to Boston. Only team, they have the Sacramento pick. Now, they still have another Brooklyn pick, and they can get, make a trade package with Jalen Brown. They have enough assets to trade for Anthony Davis, to where the Pelicans aren't going to hurt him deep down in the long run. I think Jalen Brown would be perfect for that team, along with Drew Holiday, um, Nico Miritic, and Alfred Payton. I know Alfred Payton's not great. But he, he's a ball distributor. You know? I think that the Celtics are really the only team in the NBA that has enough to trade for Anthony Davis. I disagree with you. I'm sorry. I, fine. I think... <laughs> he's going to take it personal. No, I don't. I think that Anthony Davis... Is a sixer. Damn. No, that's an automatic agreement. Um, he'll take the shot for that. Um, no. Anthony Davis to the Toronto Raptors. But what, what, what else do they have to give up? I think they give up Serge Ibaka. I think, they give up Ser- I think they give up Serge Ibaka, and I think they give up picks. I think they pay. But I get that. I get that. I really do. But here's my reasoning. their picks aren't going to be low enough for them to do it. Here's the thing. I think they'd be. I think they'll be willing to overpay. And granted, overpaying for Anthony Davis is a lot. You're gonna give up a lot. And I, I'd have to look. I'd have to really dissect chart depth charts. I really would. And I and I don't want to take the time on the show to do that. But I, I you know, whether it's, give me give me give me the papers. Give me the papers. You got the depth charts for all the teams on here. I sure do. Cheater. How the what? fuck do you read this? <laughs> What'd you do? Print it out in like italics? Uh, I actually wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> it from memory. <laughs> Kendall's writing skills is like okay. worse than a third grade. Mason right. Plumley. <laughs> that means play four. I'm gonna go ahead and t- I'm gonna say the New York Knicks. This, this is my trade now. And granted, I don't have the numbers, so I don't know if it works financially. Okay, so just give me give me it based off of players. The Toronto Raptors trade two first round picks, Serge Ibaka. And T.J. Miles. I block. My final block that's right there. Why? Because I honestly don't think that that, that that trade is good enough for Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is such a young, elite talent to where the only trade packet that makes sense. And the Kings, I mean, I'm sorry, the Celtics gave up that Kings pick. 
the Celtics giving up that that last Brooklyn pick, Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, for them to trade for them. Okay, that's okay. the only trade that I'll, makes sense. I'll, I'll up it up. I'll, I'll up it for you. I'll up it. Seventeen you can first round take the shots. I, I I understand, but I don't think the Celtics are going to want to move that pick. I, I think I think they will for Anthony Davis. I think they will. I I don't think so. I think the Celtics are a team that's very much pride on their youth movement that they've got going on. Nothing. Anthony Davis is old, but I think that they are very they they have the best head coach in basketball, mm-hmm. hands down. Yeah, that's going to draft. Studs, whether it's Zeon, whoever, they're gonna draft somebody that's gonna be a star, and the, they have youth plus Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, and I don't think that they're gonna be willing to part ways with that pick. I think they're gonna want that pick to replace Al Horford, and the reason I say that is because Al Horford is a true center that stretches the floor like a Joel Embiid, not as quick obviously, but he's a center, he's a stretch center, whereas Davis is a stretch four. I think this. I think that the Raptors give up maybe C.J. Miles, Serge Ibaka, Greg Monroe, two, three picks, maybe two first round picks, unprotected, and a second round pick to be named later or whatever. You know, however, whatever it takes. I understand. I, I can't. Like I said, I don't have the numbers. I can't come up with the, the package in my head. I think they're willing to give away plethora of players slash picks to get Anthony Davis and the reason I say it is because with Kyle Lowry a ball distribution point guard adding Kawhi you've already taken away Kyle Lowry having to come up with his own shot like he used to have to do when DeRozan wasn't on add Anthony Davis Kyle Lowry now has to create no shot for himself at all and you have just created in my opinion a team that not only is Kawhi going to re-sign for, but the best defensive team in basketball. Better than the Warriors. I think that Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard together on the same team, Trump, Green, Durant, and Thompson defensively. I'm only blocking you because I think the Celtics... Well, you already blocked me, so this is my counter to the block. Well, I get a chance for them to agree or disagree. You can disagree. That's fine. I know I'm, I'm leading, and that's fine. I just think that he would be a better fit for Toronto than Boston. I understand Boston has more firepower to give up, but I think he'd be a better fit for Toronto. Um, it's interesting what you in said. Terms, it, my, my argument for it is that I think that if they were to bring in Anthony Davis, I think that they cement them getting Kawhi long-term. Because I don't think that I don't think even, even if they make the finals, I don't think there's anything cementing Kawhi being there next year. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, you guys would know better than I would. Uh, what would be kind of the weak spot in Boston? And for me... The weak spot in Boston is Al Horford. This is a center position. Because of his age? Not his, his ability? Yeah, his and age and his ability to dominate down low, defensively he, and offensively. He's not a shot blocker. He's not. He's not a defensive-minded he, center. He can, sh- he can block shots. And, when, and he much like Cat, when he's on, don't try to shoot on him. It's over. When he's on, he's going to walk out of out of the garden or wherever he's playing with five or six block shots and a plus-minus of over 30. But, too, it but consistent to hang that's on. not consistently on anymore. There are certain games where he really decides to... Right. The the Atlanta Hawks, Al Horford, defensive-minded all day. Because when he like when he faced like the Warriors or the Sixers, he'll then just say, you know what, i got to defend. 
But he, on an everyday basis, he defends he's not. when it counts. Yeah, right. Which I understand is important, but there's 82 games in a season. If Al Horford defended every game, they would have beat the Pacers. Right. Well, I mean, so it's tough because we'll, we'll, Paul, your counter, you know, you can disagree. We'll, just disagree we'll, was was intriguing, but I guess off your initial, I, I tend to agree with Souls. That's fine. I agree but with I, Kyle also. That's fine. But I, I will say that it was the counter was much better than I could have offered. <laughs> it, it just here's my thing, now, and I'll take the shot. That's fine. I didn't get the point. I'm not going to be a sore loser about it. My thing is, is more so than the Raptors not giving up whatever if they overpay or whatever. I honestly think that I think that Stevens values that pick much higher than getting an Anthony Davis. I really do, because I think that he sees the talent he has in Brown. Rogier and Tatum already with Kyrie and Hayward, and I think that he he sees it as as a Popovich type of or a Belichick or a Joel Quidville, pop you know that those types right. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sees it as he can get the next big star for rookie money versus overpaying salary wise for him because Boston is going to have to figure out how to pay all these people eventually, and if they give Anthony Davis a lot of money in the off season. I don't think Boston's not in it to win it now. Boston's in it to win it for years. Boston's in it to be in the finals the next three out of the next five years. And Anthony Davis, if they get Anthony Davis, they're going to either have to pay him or win it now and figure it out next year. Not that they're still a top team. They'll be a top team without him. But is that something you really want to do as a top team? Think about it as like the Steelers. Would you really want to bring in J.J. Watt halfway through the year just to let him walk away. Just to right. let him walk. Win the Super Bowl, and then and you let him walk away. away. Right. Yeah, no, I understand. You know what I'm saying? I, it that's, makes that's, sense. That's my argument against yeah. it. And I, but that's I'll fair. That's fair. Kendall, you're back to back. We got we to move along. Back, back to back. Okay, hey, can I get my uh, my cheat sheet, please? No. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. Knicks, this Knicks is mine now. Knicks Thunder. Okay, yeah. that's fine. Well, as a Nick fan, as I proclaimed <laughs> earlier tonight, and... Well, something we've always known. Now, the Knicks begin with a K, correct? <laughs> you're going to want to go ahead and, and you're going to want to re-sign Joakim Noah. And then you're going to want to trade for J.R. Smith and Derrick Rose. I'd say, say, get Phil Jackson back. Here's the thing. That's a terrible idea for the Knicks. But I'm pretty sure that Jeff has to do repairs on the roof from the erection he just got. <laughs> I think he's still got some leftover uh, blood flow from that Saints win. I think he does, too. Um, yeah, good Saints win. So they're, they're the, we we don't have time to do Riddler's rankings today, but they're they're number one on on Riddler's uh, AP poll rankings right now. I'm an All Pro. He's an All Pro. Um, you know what? So I mean, look at the shooting guard thing. I don't, I don't know what the, the injuries for Tim Hardaway and Courtney Lee are at, at, at this time in the game. It says they're injured. I don't know what their injuries are. They're, Tim Hardaway's playing. Tim Hardaway is playing, so it was nothing major. And I mean, obviously, Courtney Lee is no one you know to be Courtney impressed Lee, by. Courtney Lee is like a bench piece. Tim Hardaway is actually playing very well this year. He's scoring twenty plus points a game. Here's the deal: the <laughs> Knicks. I want to like the Knicks. I want to like this team. I really do. I think it's a team that has potential. The problem is, is outside of being on the New York Knicks, they have a lot of people. That would be coming off the bench on any other team. Now, let me ask you something. Uh, I'm looking at the point guards here. I'm not really impressed by anybody. Trey Burke, great. Uh, um, to update uh, perhaps a point guard, a position that's kind of been, you know, not, not elusive for the Knicks, that's not what I'm trying to say, but perhaps someone that's super dominant would be beneficial, especially with, with 
I mean, we were talking about Porzingis earlier and uh, his in, his injury, and uh, I, I actually I like Kevin Knox. Um, is, is a Jeff Teague a guy that you can see being moved and being effective? I can see Jeff Teague being moved. The reason why not to the Knicks because I I truly believe that Frank is a is a, is a type of player that they want to play. You're saying he's a guy they want to build around. Yeah, not build around because he's a defensive-minded point guard. He's not going to score. Like that's that was not his that was not his strong point when he came into the league. Okay, his strong point was to play defense, and that's what he's already doing. If the Knicks were to make a move, it would be for like a small forward, power forward. I'm not saying power forward. I'm saying like not like a big time power forward, but a small forward that can score. Because you know you got Porzingis, but he's hurt. Right, so you're looking to fill that void. Or, or like, Porzingis could even be the five for that team. So you don't think uh, Jeff T could be that type of person? He could be. I'm not saying that he can't. But I'm just saying, I don't think the point guard is the biggest need on that team. Okay. All right, well, I, what, what, what do you guys think? I'll take a half point. That's what I've been doing all game. <laughs> I disagree. I think, to go back to the previous discussion, I think that Ernest Cantor would be a perfect fit for Boston. I do. I think that... I think that they could virtually give up nothing to get Ennis Cantor. I think they could give up their own first-round pick, which is going to be a low first-round pick, to get Ennis Cantor. He's defensively very good. He can score the ball. And Ennis Cantor, you know, it's one of those things he loves playing in New York. He's always described his career as wanting to play for a small city team, but he doesn't mind playing for New York. And, you know, as silly as it is, those things weigh into a player's decision. Boston has smaller city feel in a big city. It's true, in my opinion. I've been to a lot of places in my lifetime, a lot of cities. I've lived in a lot of places. I've traveled a lot. Boston, it's not a, not a big city feel. It's not. You ever go to Boston, you walk around, I mean... It's really it, not a big city. No. <laughs> That's just it. That's what I'm saying. It's not, it, it's not a it, big city at, feel. As New Englanders, I mean, we're as New Haven sports, people, but it's like as, a mega New Haven. As a sports mecca, it's huge. But in terms of city-wise, it's not. You can walk across and the Boston. Thing, and the thing, yeah. the thing about Boston versus New York is the Boston Celtics could finish this year as the four-seed and Boston fans would be the most hyped people on the planet throughout the entire playoffs. The New York Knicks, it doesn't matter where they finish. If it's not number one, it's not good enough. Because that's New York mentality. Fair. Yankees, Fair. Mets, Giants, Jets, Islanders, Rangers, Bills, Sabres. It's, it flows throughout all of New York, outside of the boroughs. It's New York mentality. Rebecca just ripped ass. Anybody else hear that? I, I just did. heard that. I just heard, I heard it through my rip. headphones. Yeah, I heard that leather rip. So, I don't disagree with it. You. Stinks. Rebecca Sanderson, a teacher, <laughs> just diarrhea. Like, like in I don't a disagree chair. with you. I don't think Jeff T would be a bad choice. Hey, Matt Hicks tuned he, in. He can be. Matt he, oh, Matt. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> he, you know, Matt he, Hicks could join he, us. He can even be a two. To. He could be a two if he had to. Matt, hold on. Matt Hicks, hit me up next time you're in CT. We'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. I know down. you're doing your own sports stuff down there. We'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> Join the winning team. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that the Knicks are... Shout out, shout out, shout out to him. He's doing good stuff. The Knicks are in a tough spot. Without Przingis, they're done. The real giant. 
Okay. So I don't see <laughs> them making a move. I just see them. I understand. Riding I understand. The I, 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 half point or taking the shot? No, half point. You're good. Oh, man. Half oh, point every minute. time. I disagreed. He gets no points. <laughs> you know, do you disagree I, with I, the Andrew Cantor thing, though? Thunder. Hold on. Do you disagree with the Andrew No, Cantor but thing? I just don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening either, but I think it would be a good move. Because theoretically, here's the deal. Boston could very well end up with the 31st pick. Yeah. Or the, sorry, the 29th pick. I don't, I don't think that's a lot. No. To ask for cancer. The 29th pick for cancer? Kendall, the Thunder? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. They're giving uh, away a potential. I mean, here's the deal. You still have the Kings trade. I'm getting it. You can't, you can't not right. give everyone else their team, and then you tell me you're taking. I'm gonna your help you. Nope. I have one. I have one more you're pass. You're blocks. <laughs> I got one more pass. Yeah. I'm gonna pass it just because, uh, for me, the Thunder are fairly solid. I, I would perhaps say shooting guard, but you guys would know better than. Better you're than passing me. it. You can pass it to any one, one, three of us. All right. Well, then you know what. So also passing to you. Okay. Oklahoma City Thunder needs a bench player. In my opinion, the perfect bench player for that team was Lou Williams. The Thunder need a scorer off the bench. They don't need any more defenders. Does Kendall get the point for this? Why are you talking like a newscaster? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna... really upset for a second. Does Kendall get the point for this? He gets a half point. I get a half point for everything. God damn it, I agree so much. <laughs> the only thing that the Oklahoma City... The newscaster ha- like? <laughs> that second part there? The Thunder would really only have to give up maybe a draft pick. They could even give up Terrence Ferguson because he's kind of whatever at this point. You know what he is. He's not going to get any better. He, I know he's young, but my opinion, he's not going to get any better. Give him a first-round pick and Terrence Ferguson, boom, sixth man of the year, Lou Williams. You pair him up with, with Russell Westbrook, pair him up with Paul George, you got yourself a pretty good squad. Maybe even to get out of the second round. You're not going to make it to the finals of that team. You're not. But just my opinion. Well, thank you for the half point. <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers, Moxie Marshall. Here's the thing. I'll make a deal here. Kyle, I'll pass it to you, but I want two points. You guys uh, okay with that? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little hot card. I'd like you to pass it to me. He's got a lot I'll, of points. I'll take the one point. You know, so well, I've, I made, I've made way better points than Mark's point. ever had, and he's got point. solid points. He has to half a point for a pass. I'll give him the full point. I'll give you – how about this? I'll give you half of my point. You get a full point, I get a half point. Pass it to Paul. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I will give you the full point if you give me one of your headways. <laughs> right now. Get up. Oh, get up. Get up. Give me your beer. <laughs> so, Paul, 76ers. They should, they, they should. Keep in mind, it's Monday now. <laughs> <laughs> they should sign Kawhi in the offseason. They should just not trade anybody and sign Kawhi in the offseason, and they should win the next 10 championships because they're that damn good because the process is awesome. You trying to get Kyle to, like, stab me with his hard penis right now? <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you a point. <laughs> okay. I, can, I can feel I it I agree with here. you, <laughs> but I do think they need another bench player. No, I agree with you. I think that they could benefit very well from... The same exact player I just said. Yeah. You bring Lou Williams back to Philadelphia. I'll one-up you. I'll make you stab Mock even harder in the dick. You can about to say Kyle Korver. Kyle Korver <laughs> is who they need. You want to know something? They need Kyle Korver. They need three-point shooting, and J.J. Redick is not consistent you... enough. He's consistent, but not consistent enough. And they need somebody off the bench that can make threes and spread the floor for Ben Simmons to do his shit inside the arc because we know he's not doing it from beyond the arc. Somebody for Fultz to be able to drive the lane, and we need somebody for Embiid to draw centers out. Because they're not going to trade 
Because if Corver is roaming around the arc and Embiid decides to step out, you now have Embiid, Simmons, and Corver behind the arc. Embiid is quicker than almost any center in the NBA, and Ben Simmons is quicker than any point guard in the NBA. And he's got so much size. They could give up nothing. You want to know? They something? could give up the popcorn Here's machine. The Here's the thing: and listen, get Kyle listen, Korver. Listen. And I guarantee you, if they were to get Kyle Korver, it puts them at the number one seed in the East for this year. Listen, when Kyle put this notebook down, and I, I looked ahead and saw I had the 76ers, and this whole time, I swear to, I've had Korver in my head this whole time. But I tried to sell my pick here for two points. I'm still gonna get one. But I could have said that. Oh, I had that locked up for See, so long. I'll make him a deal. I'll give him the full point and a half. Okay. I'll give him the full point and a half. I, I knew had you were going to agree with so it. Long. The only thing I knew you were going to agree with it. Because the only thing I'm going to say that the Sixers are not going to trade for a superstar this year. They're not. There's nobody out there that's going to be. They don't want to trade a lot to get them. They're going to sign one if they get one. But Corver or Lou Williams back to Philadelphia might happen. Oh, that makes me. I could have looked so smart there. You know, I'll tell you something. For right or wrong, I provided actually compelling arguments. And I've got half points for every point I've ever made. That's not true. Mark has come in here and has rode the waves of whatever Paul <laughs> or Kyla said. And he's received like points. And you know, that's, that's, well, that's a lot of garbage. Going, he's going to have to take Playing the shot. game. That's Playing a lot the of, game. That's a lot of Mark garbage. is up again with the Suns. It doesn't matter because you know what? He'll ride the wave Didn't again. Didn't see that. And I'll go ahead and I'll make the controversial <laughs> argument. And I'll get the half point. Or perhaps I'll you take know, the shot. But I won't get the full point. And that's a load of crap. This game was stacked against me. Make this show great again. <laughs> Sons. Hold on, hold on. I, I got to look something up real quick. Vamp. Oh, blah, 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 blah. That's what the show has become. I go to the bathroom. Souls. Can it? Can All right. So. All right. Here's the thing. Because. I kind of. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I kind of had a player that they, they should have traded, but. They just bought him out, and now he's signing elsewhere. <laughs> to me, the Suns should have traded Tyson Chandler. I mean, they, they can't now because they bought him out, but... They wouldn't have gotten anything for him. Tyson Chandler's one of those players that people wouldn't have traded for, but they would sign. But, but I mean, to get anything Here's for a guy deal. you just I buy don't, out... I don't know what the Tyson Chandler like signing wave was about. But there, I can think of at least ten teams that should have been interested in but, Tyson but what I, Chandler. That's as a what free, I mean, as a free agent. But here's the deal: nobody would have traded for him for for not not even like a even if you say like a second round to get anything. Manu Ginobili came out of the second round. You'd never know what you're gonna get. That's true. You never know what you're gonna get. Tyson Chandler is at the absolute end of his career. He's you know Tyson Chandler's. Last five years, Rice Krispie treat. Last five years of his career, Tyson Chandler's career highlight is going to be that game-ending inbound alley-oop dunk. Tyson Chandler is an absolute hey, serviceable Jason. monster as an off-the-bench center, but that's it. And even second-round picks are too valuable to trade in today's NBA. That's fair for us for an off-the-bench center. So back to what we said so before. So you agree? Yes. Back to what we said before. Um, Phoenix is looking... How many more teams do we have? Uh, like five. Right, we got to hurry this up. I know. All I'm saying is that Phoenix... NHL next week. <laughs> no, we got this. No, we don't, it's Kyle. It's 10-13. And oh, I need boy. my point and a half and my point for this one. I'm fine. 
That's right. Just subtract all my half points. Uh, It'll be fine. I, I kind of want to just get the NBA. Fuck this. Uh, Phoenix just needs a point guard. They're going to win now, so there we go. I disagree. You agree? Kind of you agree? I agree. All right. Marcus point. Yeah, Blazers. Um, Kendall. Oh, man. Well, it doesn't matter what I say. How can I get a half point? I'd like to know. Well, if you want to say, I could do a quick game update. I like I like one. Uh, right now, the Titans are up 20 to 14. And it looks like... Two field goals? Nope, nope, nope. It is a touchdown. I'm trying to find the name. To Janu Smith. Juju's brother. Did you see that Juju dressed up as himself? Yeah. Uh, Hilarious. That, awesome. that dude wears his jersey so much. He wore it to class like every day say, in college. He, he's becoming like one of my favorite players in the NFL. Oh, yeah. He is just so funny. He's just living life. He, he's he, just so funny. He's got to fill the void dude, for Le'Veon for me. When did the dance with the... I just want fruit fly. Enjoy those. When did the dance with the cheerleaders? That was so funny. <laughs> he, he, he is a funny guy. Kendall? We're going to hockey after this. Fuck the other five teams. No. Well, I mean, we, we've come we've so dedicated far. so much time to this. I know, but I'm Thanks so me. I'm so hyped on hockey. We'll make it quick. Right. We'll do it, but we'll make it quick. All right, so here's what I feel about the Blazers. Uh, I'm not impressed by the center's game. Uh, near kick, great. Zach Collins. Miles Leonard, are you kidding me? Um, upgrade at the center position. Uh, how, about a, how about a Rudy Gobert? Who has the private stock right now? I have. Rudy Gobert? Oh, good. Just drink it. How about a Rudy Gobert? Rudy Gobert. Stephen Colbert? They oh. have like one of the top like seven centers in basketball. I, I don't care about the Rudy about the center position thing, but I care about you taking Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. So go take a shot. I think Rudy Gobert is a good addition. They don't have enough to give for Rudy Gobert. Well, I mean, I offered Lillard to uh, I can't remember who I the offered. Bulls. The Bulls. The Bulls. So yeah, n- no. Right. So t- wait a minute. So wait a minute. I, no, I, Ka- Kendall. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll take the shot. No, I'll, I'll take no. the shot, but. No. Is it only because well, it, it's not attainable? Yeah. It's not attainable. It's, just, it's not a need for them. They are good at center. The players that you named are all very good. They have very good depth at center. They're very they, – they, what they need is they need shooting. And to get rid of fucking Evan Turner's contract. And to get rid of Evan Turner's contract, they need shooting. And really what they would really benefit from is a 3 and D guy. A right, 3 well, and D guy what. would be fantastic I'll take the shot. But you guys enjoy our, uh, you know – Miles Leonard. All right. You know, uh, anyways, Mock Kings. <laughs> Didn't know I was coming up so quick. <laughs> this is uh, your literally life. anybody. Just trade anybody. I disagree. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Just say they need to stay put. No, don't say that. That's not true. Because they're six and three. Okay. They're too young to trade. Yep. Not too young to trade draft they, uh, picks for serviceable people. Second round draft picks for serviceable people. Trying to trying to filter a name real quick. Trying to trying to get one in the noggin. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You know, Myers Leonard's pretty good. I am, I imagine um, he is pretty good. He isn't. Hmm. He is. Talking the Kings. You know, who actually, this, I could see being the Kings. Is a you know who I think they could get for nothing? Not nothing, but like maybe a, a multitude of second round picks. Lou Williams. If they stick around, I think they will. But if they don't, I don't think they will. I think I think if they can play 500 basketball until the trade deadline, I think they can get Lou Williams for a, a multitude of second-round picks. Because I think the Clippers are in a rebuild, but a playoff-contending rebuild. 
I'm going to say the same team. I think they get Gallinari. A I shoot the Kings now. <laughs> I just don't like him. A shooter. He's a three-point guy. I just think it's whatever. He sucks. He does, but something the Kings would do. Sucking for the Kings might be the best player <laughs> on the Kings. Yep. I think the Kings stay put. I don't disagree. <laughs> I mean, I really can't either. You know, when I entered into this contest, I thought the point was to trade a player that would benefit the player, the team, the player, the player, the team. I'm drunk. Yes, but you said Rudy Gobert. Right, You're so saying a trade I, I don't care that about will never make sense I don't care the about jazz. The, the point whoa, is whoa, that whoa, multiple whoa, times whoa, during this game... Jazz. It won't make sense for the Trailblazers. They have <laughs> the Nurkic. point is, during multiple times this game, players, teams have gone, you know, hey, you don't want to trade anybody. I would have I done that every single time. Uh, Paul, the Spurs. I like you told me I had the magic. I got it in my head. No, you told me I had the magic. <laughs> I skipped the magic. Magic right. and Spurs. Go, quick. All right. Uh, Nikola Vucevic. To the, the Spurs. To the Lakers. Okay. For Caldwell, Pulp, and something else. Okay. Hey, Dave. Hey, Tony. I just... I don't see JaVel McGee riding this forever. And I think the Lakers could really benefit from having another somewhat dominant... Not dominant, but like semi-dominant center. I think that Vucevic... And McGee, I think either one of them could start, and either one of them would be very serviceable off the bench. Okay. All right, son, Spurs. Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) (laughs) For DeMar DeRozan? That'd be hilarious. Actually, Spurs got some pretty good compensation. I could see them flipping some of it for Anthony Davis. They're going to shock the world and trade pop. I can see <laughs> them getting Anthony Davis to make a run this year. I see them getting the center. I see them going low caliber, though. I see them trading with the king for their Willie Colley Stein. Actually, I'm going to one-up you on that one. I don't think low caliber. I think sleeper high caliber. I think they trade multiple bench pieces and maybe a pick or two for Steven Adams. Very cool. I don't think Steven Adams is valued in OKC as high as he should be. I do not. I think that that team sees Russell Westbrook and Paul George as the gods of Oklahoma City, and I think that they sleep on the what Steven Adams brings to the table, and I think that Steven Adams, with DeMar DeRozan, I think Steven Adams would be a much more improved piece for that team than he is for Oklahoma City, and I think that enough bench pieces, maybe a pick thrown in. Let's see it. Kendall, Raptors. Oh, they're fine. Don't fine. disagree. That's a full point. You're fine. Paul, Jazz. <laughs> See how easy this game was? It's garbage. <laughs> In fact, for that point, I want three more. Give it to me. The Jazz should probably trade like Rudy Gobert to the Blazers. And they should get nobody in return. But they should just trade him for popcorn. <laughs> the Jazz... See, the Jazz are tough. Because they have a very... Decent, well-rounded team, but they're missing something that's going to push them to that next level. The thing is, though, is I can't determine if it's starting problems or depth problems. The perfect thing that would have been—I'm sorry—the perfect bench, the perfect play that would have matched them would have been Paul George if he signed there. Yeah, but or that, Gordon Hayward, bring him back. Yeah, but neither of those things are obtainable, in my opinion. You're right. I'm just saying those would be perfect. I think the Jazz trade away 
picking a player for Otto Porter. Bring Otto Porter back, huh? He looks like a jazz. He's a light-skinned fella. I think yep. that, I think they can benefit <laughs> from the shooting. Donovan Mitchell can dominate, slashing through the paint and creating his own shot. And Rudy Gobert is good down low, offensively and defensively. I think that Otto Porter Jr. adding in the shooting in the mid-range game would be very good for them. I agree. Okay, you two. You and I doing a tie. Why? Because for last. Yeah. So wait, do I get a point for that? Yeah. How is Mark trying to lead? You've you've benefited no him way. this entire time. You guys are really in a tie. I swear to God. I, I don't believe you. No, Mark. Wizards Mark, no, both give you one. Because you've gotten a half point for everything, and Mark has lost a couple points. I didn't lose any. I just didn't get some. That's what so, I mean. Like he's, he's not gotten both some. Both give me one player for the Wizards. Go. Very quickly. I think. Can I do this for bonus points? The Wizards should do right by this guy. Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> I for agree. Glocks. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty guns. Hope Jay Marshall's. Kendall, you go first. Me first. I mean, I, I really no, benefited. No, we can't. we got to do it today. I benefited from looking at this roster the whole over. time. I won't look at it this last time. Um, For me, a big part for the Washington when they were decent, uh, I, say, I say this you know very loosely, uh, I liked when the Nay was there. Uh, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Uh, but uh, but I, I like a presence like that. Um, you going with Nene? No, Omar Sheik. There you go. That's the guy to do it. And Mark has the same answer. Can we do it again? <laughs> no. Um, honestly, I mean, I, I, I think you guys are gonna disagree with me, but LeBron James is amazing. <laughs> I I think that the Wizards should do right by this guy and trade him to a contending team, and. Get John Wall somewhere good. Disagree. <laughs> That's what I think. Yes, yes, yes. I'm more on Kendall's side than yours. David, mind? Have the private stock. I'll join you after. <laughs> I think they do a big blockbuster trade. Yeah, John Wall. I know I've said it the name a couple times, but it's different for every team, right? As if it was like nothing that ever happened. Some sort of trade involving Otto Porter Jr. and Eric Gordon. Because I, di- I disagree. I think that Eric Gordon gives the ability to take John Wall's, the ball out of John Wall's hands for up to 10 possessions a game. Poison. But, but they have Bradley Beal. Hey, we got to finish that. I think that no. Eric Gordon offers I hold, think, hold it up for the camera. I think that Washington just finish that. is in play for another bench piece as good as Lou Williams. Yeah, and they're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs again. Or, let me add you this one. Super ballsy move on my end. The trade Dwight Howard. Nah. To the Spurs. Nope. For Pau Gasol. You're very close, though. <laughs> Same teams. Bradley Beal to the Spurs. For DeMar DeRozan. No. What? No. <laughs> for LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe. They need a four. But if the Wizards are out of it, then it doesn't even fucking matter. They need a four. The Marcus Aldridge will put them back in it. In the East, they'll put them back in it quick. Two and eight. But video cut. That was the last of it. It's been doing that this whole time. What time? Has it been good for you recently? It's like, you know, It's 10.25. We got to do beer reviews. We we started at 7.45. We started at 7.30. No, we didn't. Started this at 8. Hey, you know what, some? Have you seen Kyle, we can't do NHL. Oh, my God, dude. I have this. Here's the thing, Jeff not being here really slowed this down, okay? I'm sorry. 
That's the reality of things. Hey, I tried to get you to get off this NBA game. Can I just say that Arizona is unbelievable right now? Can I just say that Diamondbacks? I did really good in this game. Coyotes. The Coyotes are unbelievable right now. So, beer reviews. Mm-hmm. I did really good in this game. You did, but yeah. can, can you agree with me? Yeah, do I, I get to pick my punishment? Though. Hey, who did better than Mark? This guy. Now, do I get to pick my punishment I now? also am questioning his math. Well, you know what? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes, now, you does can my punishment now. apply to this show or the next show? It's up to him. It's up to you guys. Do I pick it? No, no he I picks pick it. it. I already have you it. lost. Kind of, I'm challenging your math. Well, I'm sorry. Because you stopped hockey. writing the score halfway through that game. You kept dropping your pants. I, I challenge the credibility of this game entirely. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? I, you I, said I, asinine things like Rudy Gobert to the fucking kinda, Blazers. Kinda, I provided, you know, <laughs> have a person say that no team deserves trade. The whole point was that hey, we were going to pick a trade that would benefit a team. Yes, I get that, but that trade is so unrealistic. So it's kinda, not even so, funny. So. My unrealistic trade. But here's you know, the thing. But here's the thing. What are the what are the Blazers offering? It's supposed to be fun. It's kind of like you know, hey, let's let's do something not, to benefit. It's, it's, supposed yeah, to be fun. it's supposed to be fun, but it's not realistic. But what are the Blazers going to offer in return? Oh, for we're, off, we're off of Facebook. The, That's all right. The only thing that they can give up is CJ McCollum and probably a first round pick. And even that, that doesn't make sense. I I I approach I approach this whole thing is is it's a, it's a fantasy trade, is it not? No. No, I said it's realistic. We realistic. literally talked about it. Well, of course it's realistic. It's, but it's not a, realistic. It's a fantasy trade. Because the Jazz are four or five uh, so, why, so why did I not pick LeBron James for every trade? Because that wouldn't be realistic, Kendall. Then then, uh, how is All it right, not? So beer reviews. <laughs> you, 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 your precedence is garbage. I tried to pick realistic. The, the trade no one thing. That was only said twice. Once by me and once by Mark. So I should it, have said it, it every game. It happened fairly often. No. It only happened. I said it once, and you said it once. We all said it once. And, we all said it one time. Said you it said it once. once after we each said it once. I said it about the Pistons, and I don't remember. He said it about the Warriors. I enjoyed the wrench from <laughs> Industrial Arts Brewing Company from New York, uh, Garnerville. I could do more hockey homework. Actually, you know, I give a lot of credit to the Riddler. Good Riddler fire. helped me out, picked me out these beers. It was, I was kind of an IPA kick. Wrench is good. Six, 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 I never had it before, I don't think. 6.8%. And I had three of them tonight. And I'm <laughs> finishing up. Well, the bush is closing it only because I didn't bring my fourth wrench. But uh, I, thank you, thank you, Riddler, for I helping me out. So many the, good uh, facts. the headway to me is a great like new staple of Connecticut. I think it's great. Counterweight's doing a lot of good stuff. We're, uh, as we kind of clean up the studio here, I'm going to drink a bush. <laughs> so, Hey, you want to do a the run the horn real quick? That's it. Worth it. What? No. Quick run the horn on the private side? I think we should. Why are you throwing something? I think there? the ears are in a coyote deserve some talk. Kyle, next week, how was your beers? Fucking terrible, okay? The, the bush is always fantastic. The vice beer is terrible. Well, uh, pick your beer. Plethora. Riddler? Well, how was Bush your starter? was a serviceable catcher out of the bullpen for warm-ups. And then the uh, worker stop tasted like white grape juice. <laughs> um, it was crushable, but probably wouldn't do it again. Like I, I, just, I wouldn't order it. If someone offered it to me, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure, that's great. But I, I, I don't think I would order it. I don't know. And the Becks... Bartolo Colonna beers. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Sexy, but average. <laughs> I like that a lot. Well, 
Be sure to find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's watching all the NFL football matchups for week 10 or making just absolute absurd trade acquisitions. <laughs> so be sure to subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Wherever you find online radio shows or podcasts, you find us. And find us here on the PPRN Radio Network every Monday from 7.30 to 10.30 p.m. 7.30-ish. Ish. 10.30-ish. <laughs> and listen, a lot of good stuff going on at PPRN. Every That's Tuesday, right. Wednesday, you got the Peter Pino Show from 7.30-ish to 10.30. Tomorrow. 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 I'll be there. Tuesdays and Wednesdays. You'll, be, uh, you'll hear about his, tri- his drive down to Florida to help Gator. Yeah. Where are you going to Florida? I uh, forget. I- I forget the exact not, spot. Not Tallahassee, but Panhandle. I don't, I don't know. The, I mean, Paul, you'd know better than the, the Florida. Well, you said Panhandle. I mean, there's a lot of towns. I, I know. I know. St. About, Petersburg? No, I don't think I so. But, uh, but um, then, Tampa. No. <laughs> <laughs> Go vote. Vote tomorrow. Yes, yeah, vote. vote tomorrow. And as always, <laughs> we appreciate your viewership. We know that the Monday Night Football game's on. Post post pics of uh, your GSWD stuff. Yes. Also, Pat just found your shirt. Thought we gave it to you. Sorry about that. Any GSWD <laughs> stuff you come across or own, whatever, post a picture of it. Tag us in it. Hashtag Kyle it. We will shout you out. Uh. And as always, I'm the host of Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mark. Sheen Washable. Yep. I'm Nat King Souls. And I'm the Red Baron. Meow. Meow. Yeah.